Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Smoking Tire Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Crown and Caliber. Listen, guys, buying watches is a lot like buying cars, except watches are a lot simpler than cars. It's easier to take care of them, and most people do take better care of them than they do their car. Where am I going with this? Guys, you should almost always be buying your luxury watches secondhand. They take depreciation hits like cars, but they work better, and typically a secondhand watch is in really great shape, or sometimes it's not, and you save money. I'm talking about Crown and Caliber. My sponsor for the last three years is the place to buy a secondhand luxury watch online. Rolex, Omega, Patek, AP, Cartier, uh, Breitling, uh, did I say Omega? Definitely Omega, uh, Lang, uh, uh, Jeger, Le Coltre, there's whatever watch you want, chances are Crown and Caliber's got it. They have over 2,000 watches in stock, and if they don't have it, they can probably source one for you. If you've got a watch you're trying to get rid of or trade up, trade out, Crown and Caliper will accept your trade-ins. As a matter of fact, I'm in the middle of a trade right now, two watches for one watch. I'm trying to consolidate upwards because I've ended up with too many watches from Crown and Caliber. I have more than I can wear, and so I'm trying to consolidate into fewer, nicer watches. It's sort of the ebb and flow of the collector's uh, collection, as you will. I've got a deal for you guys. If you go to Crown and Caliber, your first watch is going to get a little discount for me. Code TST175 at checkout. TST175 at checkout will get you $175 off your first watch at crownandcaliber.com. Code TST175, folks. Use it, get yourself a watch, and then hit me up on social media. Send me a picture. Let me know what you bought. I like seeing when you guys get buy watches. I'm always like real happy for you when you get your first dope watch. It's I can relate to that experience. Uh, let's talk for a second about the Thinkware U1000 dash cam, folks. It can capture clear and crisp videos of your drive. The U1000 is the first two-channel dash cam in the world to boast a native 4K front and 2K rear resolution cameras. In addition to its amazing video quality, the U1000 can save you money with its speed and red light camera alerts or make you a safer driver with lane departure and front collision warnings. With the convenient remote live view and parking impact alert cloud features, you can instantly check on your car or be notified of potential hit and runs. The U1000 and Thinkware's full range of dash cams are available online and in-store at Thinkware.com, Best Buy, and Amazon in the U.S. and Canada. And here's the coupon code, folks, SMOKE20, that's SMOKE, S-M-O-K-E, 2-0, S-M-O-K-E, 2-0, at Thinkware.com, 20% off any regular price Thinkware dash cam at checkout. Uh, available on their website. Protect yourself with a Thinkware dash cam. All right, folks, on this episode of the podcast, we got automotive journalist extraordinaire Zuh, Derek Powell, and Blake Wrong. Truth be told, I had uh, booked Derek on the show, and Blake crashed the party, but he's got a book to sell, so we're about it. Derek Powell has written for a bunch of people, uh, all the big ones, including uh, Motor Trend, and uh, I met him as my drive partner on the RS6 Avant launch. He is an Audi and Porsche enthusiast who takes 
his own GT4 to racetracks, towed by his all-road. What a beast. Uh, I like him. I like him. And Blake Wrong uh, was an editor at Auto Week for uh, quite some time. He even wrote for this site you may have heard of before that called The Smoking Tire. Blake's the man, and he's written a book. So Derek and Blake are in studio, and we talk about cars on The Smoking Tire Podcast. Welcome to the Smoke and Tire Podcast. It's a very rainy day in L.A. As usual, shit hits the motherfucking fan! Bro, when it rains in this town, it gets fucked up! Right, Derek Powell? It's pretty bad out there. Right, Blake Wrong? Goddamn right. Blake Wrong showed up at my doorstep like a little kitten today Aww. with his friend, and they wanted a white claw and nothing more. Just Two, a white claw! Yeah. And uh, Derek was on the schedule, but Blake wanted to hawk his book. So <laughs> That's right. Uh, what's happening, Derek? Welcome. So all I need to do is is write a book and show up on your doorstep, and then mm-hmm. I've got a carte blanche to yes. be on the show. It's worked with Ed Niedermeyer, wow. Todd Demuro, Blake Wrong, Ryan Zumalin. It's it, worked it's, with it's pretty much everybody. I have all of their books, too, and it's yeah. literally why I flew from the East Coast and I brought the rain, so I'm sorry about that. Fuck Thanks, you. Blake. Right. Fuck yeah. you, Well, Blake we need wrong. the water. It's good. It you is. Rain drift? Nice. Dude. L.A. in the rain is fun as a motherfucker when you have a Safari 911 with very low grip at the rear. You can you can drive, and the first slide you can always blame on an accident. So if, if you ever get caught, oh Jesus, I thought I was going to die, officer. <laughs> but when it's the tenth slide, and he goes, I was following you for miles, sir. <laughs> or or an Audi all-road. Dude. Yes. You have a dope all-road. Thank you very much. Derek, I noticed Derek's car when I pulled up to the RS6 launch, and he had... An old school all road, like lifted on some like beefy little tires. And then I learned, I believe from uh, Steve Ewing, that you tow a fucking race car with that. I do. I you do. are a beast. It's got 140,000 miles on it. Look at that. I know. Yeah. That is glory right there. Yep. Yeah, it's uh, it's got 140,000 miles on it. I've towed from Utah to Washington. Million That's times great. to Thunderhill, Sonoma, Laguna Seca, and it is the most reliable car I've ever What's had. What's the tow rating on it? 5,000 pounds. Yeah, so it's wow. an open open trailer and a relatively light open car. trailer, nine hundred pounds. Uh, I have well, that's kind of a fat car on it right now. Too. That is, is my nineteen seventy Ford Torino GT convertible. Oh shit, does yeah. it work? <laughs> right now, it's uh, right now it's stripped to bare metal. Oh, cool. Um, it, on its way to working. On its way to working. Uh, that actually was on the way to the uh, the mechanic to strip it down. It's uh, when was the last time I saw a Torino convertible? They Fucking made about sixteen hundred. In 1970 and 1500 in 1971, that's it. That's it? Yeah. So, Ooh, so this woman. is what it's supposed to look like, right? <laughs> yeah. That's what, what it's supposed it to look be? like. It's going to be, uh, again, pastel blue. I'm a big... Uh, uh, is that is that pastel blue? That is not. That is not pastel blue. That's like blue. the metallic just, blue. Yeah, that's metallic pastel blue. Pastel blue is a great color. Is and, metallic blue yeah. and non-metallic, like properly pastel? It is properly pastel. Um, I like that kind of green-gray. Go back up. What's that? This, uh, is that just silver? I think that's... A stripe? We're, we're yeah, that green. one. Yeah, this yeah. is green. This is like... That was that done in Santa Barbara. That stripe is fucking yeah. great. Oh, dude, you, are you going to go with the graphics? It's it's going to be completely bone stock. I've uh, decided. I, I just, it, well, that looks stock. That, it, that's that is stock. Be, oh, that is yeah. stock. Um, yeah. The woman that owned it, um, I uh, bought it from this 82-year-old woman in Kansas City. Her name was Harriet. And um, of course, yep. <laughs> yeah. Her her husband's name was Ozzy, and I am not shitty Fuck on that. Fuck out of here. Nope. Seriously. And Did they so, change their names to that. Was that a coincidence? No, they they were just you know they were 
it was named fake. well before the show came. That's on. what I'm saying. Yeah, like, that's a coincidence that Ozzy it's, actually met Harriet. Yep. In real fucking hey. Yep, life is weird. I know. Yeah. So she sold it to me uh, for seventy five hundred bucks, and uh, she said, "Well, it's you know we repainted it. Uh, Marilyn Monroe's uh, painter repainted the car because it was I'm getting sorry, old." Marilyn Monroe's painter. You was know, Mar- among I mean, her talents, could she recommend body work? I guess so. <laughs> or house painter. But what you she- guys, this this body shop is the best. Marilyn Monroe. Marilyn only Monroe uses- took her car <laughs> to this this paint guy. That's awesome. What she didn't tell me, and what I discovered when I got to California, is that she had been rear-ended and probably smacked into somebody else. Wait, Marilyn Monroe or the car? The c- oh. <laughs> oh. Sorry. I mean, it was like, there was an open door there. Right, right. I had to run through that door. Oh, so the car was medium to fucked? The car was, it had been uh, grunched in the back and grunched in the front, so when it got sanded down, Bondo was holding in the front marker lights, and the, the back was all Bondo. Oh, no. Yeah. So, so what do you do? Find a parts car? Well, that's the thing. Because there are only 3,000 yeah. total in 70 and 71, finding a, a donor car is going to be impossible. The front fenders, so what do you, you do? can find. Are you just fucked now? You can leave it as Bondo, or you can just set it aside and, and start that just lifelong w- search for <laughs> rear quarter panels. Oh, my God. Well, yeah. uh, does year one I mean, make anything? Probably not. Uh, Pretty uh, rare car. I'm trying to... Oh, because Can because, you get the quarters off a coupe? Uh, you cannot get the quarters off the coupe. Oh. Because <laughs> just, get some, just get some Italian craftsmen to hand hammer it like they do yeah. in Torino. Yeah. yeah. Can you send it to Torino <laughs> where someone will know how to fucking fix it? <laughs> Did you know Jeez, that, that one of the finalists' uh, names for the Mustang was Torino. Uh-huh. I did and, not, but yeah. that's interesting. And uh, it's it's in the Iacocca autobiography. And uh, at the time, a Ford exec was having an affair with uh, an Italian consulate Hilarious, wife or something yeah. like that. And so they were like, okay, Torino's off the table. That's so funny. But they're five like, years later... No. Hell no. Yeah. Five he years later, the they were like, all right, why not? Why Torino? Oh, it's a, such a romantic scenery. <laughs> Cheater! <laughs> Oh, you said Iacocca's autobiography? Guess what I saw at the bookstore today. Oh, I love Speaking that picture of, of your Audi off-roading. Yeah. <clears throat> Speaking of books, the Iacocca autobiography today. Five bucks. Last bookstore. Did downtown you buy it? No, I bought oh. this instead. The, DeLore- the DeLorean autobiography. It was also five bucks. That's perfect. That's yeah. a great $10. Did he write it in right. one night, like one coke-addled night, yeah. and just crank this thing out and With turn it in? Ted Schwartz. These are paragraph. some good words. <laughs> one paragraph. This is, I'd like to interview John DeLorean's ghostwriter, Ted Schwartz, <laughs> Ted Schwartz, on this podcast. If he's still May alive. May Schwartz be with you. Did you guys see the, the Alec Baldwin DeLorean movie? Not, Not yet. yet. Dude, see it. You've never seen anything fucking weirder in your life. Okay. I've said on the podcast a million times, I'll keep saying it, it's the most bizarre non-biography biography. Because non-bi- Alec Baldwin jumps the fourth wall, like he just turns into himself at various parts of the movie. <laughs> so it's and like sometime, DeLorean, a one-man play? Kind of, but like it's it basically Alec Baldwin, in, when he acts as John DeLorean, he's acting as Alec Baldwin just with this fucking wig on. <laughs> <laughs> and the eyebrows. And then at sometimes, because he's not really trying, when he steps out of character to give you some of his thoughts as Alec Baldwin, still dressed as John DeLorean. Right. It's not really any different. Yeah. <laughs> it's so fucking weird. That's something I would see off off There's, Broadway. There, yeah. <laughs> you know? Off 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 Broadway. Off Broadway, yeah. <laughs> oh my maybe God. Florida. Dinner theater. Were you there while hawking your book, Blake Wrong? Is that at why that you saw? La- at the last bookstore, I was not. Tell us about your book. My book is called... Yep. Is your mic on? 
Is this my gun? Is it? Yeah. I hope it's, it is. Get closer. Make it louder. You're like a foot away. Well, yeah. Oh. yeah. What number is this in? It's, it's been years He's since I've been on this podcast. Oh, is he one or two? One? Yeah. How about now? Say some things, Blake. Hello. Oh, okay, that's better. Great. Tell us about your book. Sorry. All right, my book is called Beautiful Machines, The Era of the Elegant Sports Car, mm. which I have to say like that. What era cool. is, was the elegant um, sports car? The era that I had in mind when writing this book was from the 60s to the uh, 80s at least, but there's also some things in there from the 2000s, 2010s, and there's also a Bugatti Type 57 Atlantic, which you cannot argue is not anything but, you know, it's, it is incredibly elegant, of course. <laughs> <laughs> a bold statement, Blake. I don't know. Uh, Going to get a lot know. of pushback on that. Rare, oh, and a rare hand-built Bugatti. Yeah. Did, so, did someone let you drive one? I wish. No, I, it was, I went for a ride in one once. It was weird as hell. I think it's the, not a thing yeah. that's meant to have people inside of it. It's just not a shape that's for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean there's not enough rear headroom in the back? Yeah, it's that's like driving not a couple like of a, points down. Yeah, yeah. it's like yep. oh, that was a fun ooh. one to write about. For yes. uh, sorry, Alpha so it's a coffee table book. It's it is 335 pages. It's a Fuck. hefty beast. Yeah, wow. I wrote about 45. I wrote about uh, 45 cars, and there's a couple essays in there. And wow. uh, took took me um, better part of this year mostly. And you know, there, there's there's a lot of hits. There's like two Ferrari 250s in there. There's a Lamborghini Miura. There's um. There's a Rivian, the electric supercar. When I was that a was kid, I collected every single book like this. Like every just like book mm -hmm. of awesome cars and like the book that's like just like Ferrari and it's just a, you know, an encyclopedia. Well, I collected every single book like oh, this. There's so many books like that, yeah. <laughs> Who took parents photos. buy this for your kids if they like if they yeah, know what a book it's, is still. It's out right now. Amazon has it listed at $69. Nice. And for, nice. A book, for a coffee yeah. table book that's that like hefty, that's actually a, a very good price. Yeah. yeah. It's a good value. That's awesome, dude. Wait, yeah, so thanks. what is the process like? Because I know, like, you know, there's a couple people who have been on this on the podcast who've written, you know, Ed wrote a book about Tesla, and, uh, you know, Ryan wrote about uh, millennial car culture, and uh, others have written fiction. But, yeah. like, I think you're the first person to come on the book, come on the show since Dan Neal that wrote a coffee table book. What's, the, like, the process of that like? It was interesting because I was working with the publisher. It was a German publisher called Gestalten, and they are known for having extremely uh, fancy and luxurious-looking books about art and design mm. and everything. There's a book about, uh, you know, Mediterranean design. There's a book about like a Scandinavian furniture and everything. I definitely recognize the publisher name from other books I've got. For yeah, sure. yeah. And their process, the guy who runs it. Um, is a big car guy as well. So him and I kind of over like the course of two weeks talked to each other and wheedled it down a list from 60 cars to 45. I threw in a Saab 99 Turbo in there because of course of I did. Course did. Of course and, you uh, did. I actually wrote an article Sobs. about it. Yeah. <laughs> they, they nixed it. No pushback. Oh, they did. They nixed it. Nice call, Zach. Go listen, Blake. I'm gonna write. A, I'm gonna one. write an entire book about this. Like, they're like, they're about like, it. all of these are stunning, but <laughs> oh, what is this weird <laughs> uh, question? You this know? weird turd that yeah. I happen. Oh no, I actually have a nine. Right in between the 33 Tipo and the short wheelbase Ferrari, you put. I'm sorry, this is a sob. This is a sob. <laughs> I actually put uh, six sobs in there. Uh, that's a real sob story. Am I right, folks? So it's oh. Sobs and the men who love them. That's your. That's your next book. Is this a is this a Prius C you you <laughs> stuck in? This, wow! Hey, listen, this stops a little bit better than that, right? It is. It, it is. is. Thank you. Um, mm. No, the process was great. It was um. So I kind of had a bit, lot of creative license to write about these cars in a way that's not really commonly talked about. So like the Alfa Romeo thirty three Stradale, if you want to go back to that. 
probably my running for the most beautiful car ever made, which is yeah. again a very bold statement. You know, it's a uh, yeah, a very mean, controversial opinion. It gets it's not that controversial. Know, it's definitely in the top five in almost anyone's collection. I think yeah, in, of prettiest. We so, saw one at the Alpha Museum when we were in Milan, yeah, yeah. and so it's just cool. it's crazy Ooh, looking. It's awesome. Yeah, you know the the, the guy who invented that car, Franco Scaglione, he. Took, it took him just nine months to build that car. The entire thing is made of magnesium. Because uh, it's yeah, so it's safe, a, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Everything, even the wheels are magnesium, of course. And, you know, there's only like nine out there or something. Is that how many they made? Nine? I should probably try to they make? Book. They made more and they were crashed and racing and tossed aside probably. Not even that. They tried to sell them and no one bought the one because... It was probably the equivalent of like a million dollars back then. So. You know what? That's probably what's going to happen with four C's. People are just going to like. I bet you that thirty three drives like garbage, just like a fucking four C. And all you have to do is wait fifty years, and people just won't care because it's so pretty. That's I, it. I'm glad you had the uh, the fossil Vega in there. That's, yeah, the that's one Vega of my favorites. Cool. Yeah, that's the Dan Neal favorite, the perennial Dan Neal favorite. Yeah. He'll, is go it? On, he'll go on for fucking two hours about fossil Vegas. Well, fossil, fossil Vegas are very upright, kind of gawky-looking cars, but the Fossil 2 is like, it's like a hot-rodded version of a Fossil. <laughs> F-A-C-E-L, Zach. So, uh, yeah, well, you know, you, you spelled it right, but it's the Fossil 2, which is the one. You're looking at the HK500s right now, which is the car that Albert Camus's uh, publisher had, and he he died in it. But the Fossil is like, it's like a chopped roof. It's like yeah, super the, stretched out. The 2 out. is actually yeah. pretty... It's the last that, car that they ever made. That middle picture is pretty hot. It's like a leaner, meaner Riviera. Yeah. Yeah, what? it's a British Buick Riviera. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's not meaner looking than a Riviera. Well, so, this is so a like, good point. It is actually what? less mean, I would say, than a Riviera. A Riviera is going to be more mean than that. Oh, there's actually... Right, this, is like, <laughs> this, this looks like... They Riviera took, is a mean know, car. Man. This is like Dude, two a 65 cars. GS it's a mean is car, on my bucket man, right? Yeah. Right. That's, yeah. Oh, you, you're 65 over Boat Tail? Yeah. Mm, yeah. Actually, I'm not me, a Hirschberg fan. fan. Yeah. Actually, I'm the, I'm the first generation GS, but with the hidden headlights. Oh shit! You yeah, those are cool too. Well, no, cool. sixty-five was the only year for those hidden headlights. This is going exactly. to be a nerd yeah, exactly. show, folks. Right. Strap in for the nerdery. <laughs> so it's a very pretty car. Yeah, I I, I really like that. What do those things go for? Those are, they're, they're big dollars, right? Three to five hundred thousand, yeah. I think. Big yeah, dollars. this yeah. is ugly they as made, fuck. They barely made it. <laughs> I think this car is heinous. I see three Zach, cars, Zach, you're man. a rube. You do not appreciate the finer French things in mm. life. Like you know, I, That music. is probably true. It's just like there's Mercedes in the front, and then it looks like they took the top from something else, and they were like, this will fit, and they just bolted that on, and the back is like first-gen Corvette taillights, but it's too well, it square. Had a, it had a Chrysler big block in it, so... It was one of those. It was one really? of those European American cars. Things. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. there's three cars in this yeah. book I wrote about that all had like it's got a Hemi. Yeah, in it. that's like a weird AC Cobra <laughs> turn. You know, yeah. this is the Cobra's artsy cousin. It's like a lazy ass Cobra. Like it's like the the guy the the Cobra that's just been smoking cigarettes and drinking wine, <laughs> but like but paint but painting and making lots of money. I feel like, <laughs> but it's a car you could do 120 miles an hour like all day long in because it's like it's Good like six thousand pounds. No thanks. Yeah, so. There's three cars. The interior is very yeah. pretty. Interior is the interior pretty is sweet. very, very pretty. I mean, it, you, you get points there. This yeah. is 62? Yeah, that's pretty uh, good. 64, I think, but this, that's, that's, that's very, a Rolls Royce very interior. Nice. Those switches are awesome. Yeah. Do we think that that steering wheel is straight at this moment, or do we think it's a normal three-spoke and it's just turned in this picture? It's just turned in the it's picture. It's just turned in the picture, right? So the guy who invented Fossil was this guy named John Donalos, I think. He was like a Greek immigrant who came to France, and he made his money making like airplane components during the war. So he had a lot of his like, airplane mm -hmm. like knowledge, and that's when he went into... Fossil was Fossil stands for something French. It's like an acronym, like French Industrial something, and then he named it after the Chevy Vega. 
No, I'm just kidding. He named, after the, <laughs> he named it after he named it after the uh, star. Oh, the, the yeah, Ovega. Yeah, the yeah, actual like from Vega. the movie Contact. <laughs> yeah. And Whoa, the those back seats! Now we're talking. The back seats are really where it's With at. With a speaker that does nothing, probably. Yeah, it's, it's a speaker. A I he probably so. is a speaker, huh? It's a PA system. Well, you're supposed to it listen really to Serge Gansborg on wait, that, go so... Back, go back <laughs> in, that, in image, Zach. What are those little things behind the headrests? They look like glass, almost. What are those they look like dome? little air scoops of some, for some reason. Little air scoops? I think they are, oh. yeah. I bet it, yeah, it's like I bet ventilation. it blows hot air or cold air on your neck. Oh, That's shit. What that would be amazing yeah, if they did that in 62. They could also cool. be like air extractors because, of course, you're going to be smoking cigarettes in this thing. Also, while you're oh, yeah. Also yeah. Did you guys go to, to the uh, the first ganja bar in L.A. yet? The one you can actually blaze at? They have nope. the outdoor patio area. It's called Lowell Cafe. They do a really nice job. Their food's good, too. The outdoor area... Um, even though it's outdoors, has these sort of umbrella-looking things over the perimeter of the outside, and it's very quietly sucking all the smoke so that you can't smell ganja from off the property. That's apparently one of the, the big laws in having it, is you can't be able to smell ganja in the neighborhood. Wait, so you're not stuffing dryer sheets into an empty Sprite bottle anymore? <laughs> oh, I mean, okay. It's I like one of those smoking here. sections <laughs> in an airport, you know, yeah, those right. big glass boxes. Oh, the hamster box. Oh, yeah. the hamster box, yeah. <laughs> which I was in Frankfurt a couple months ago, and I walked past one of those, I can smell smoke <laughs> leaking out of it, which oh, is Oh, yeah, we're working correctly. When the door's open, yeah. yeah. I'll tell you what, when I smoked, when I was smoking cigarettes, those hamster boxes were, I mean, it was like hitting home plate. <laughs> I was like, whoa! Zach, what does that say? That error message, is that normal? Yep. Okay, sorry. It's a new system, and I see yellow shit pop up, and I panic. Yeah. It's there all the time. I, yeah, I have to you... say that uh, one of my friends texted me before I came on. He goes, dude, I can't believe you're on. And then he said, wait, there are already three downvotes. <laughs> what the hell? Like, I mean, look, being on the internet automatically. No, I love it. Down. I love it. I'm like, Instant how many downvotes down. do we have now? Can you tell? I can't. I can't wait to see. There BMW uh, guys. How many? <laughs> we dislikes? haven't even discussed anything yet. Yeah. I know. Isn't that weird? Yeah, they knew I you was. You can discuss tell. nothing of substance, and people will be like, "This sucks." Oh wait. Huh. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so back to, oh, back to my book. Anyway, back to uh, your book. I'm excited for your book. I'm going to buy a copy. Bookmark that shit, Zach. Let's fucking click buy it now. Let's, there's I'll buy there's a copy. three cars in this book that are that kind of like European coach built design with big old American engines in it. So there's that car, the Jensen Interceptor, and the Iso Griffo. Iso Griffos are cool. Which is awesome. Jensen's yeah. are way fucking overrated. Uh-oh. Not about that mm. Jensen life. Well, they also have big block Hemis in there. I know, but, yeah. but that's not why... And an all-wheel uh, drive system, if you really want. Yeah, the, the FF. I wrote yeah. about the FF in that one, too, yeah. The, I, um, uh, I left a note on a, a obscure all-wheel drive sports car today. Oh, really? Someone parked a BMW 325... Is it XI or IX? IX. E30? E30 Coupe oh, yeah. with the M-Technic body kit on it. Park, it's parked it in my neighborhood about... A week ago, it hasn't moved. I had no idea you could get the all-wheel drive in the coupe. I never, I haven't seen one. You before. could a neighbor of mine throwing up one. I yeah. put it on my, on my Instagram. Wow! In America, they all had that, that body kit. Today. They all it had was, that body kit in America. Yeah, it's the fucking jam. Yeah, yeah. and uh, it's got two baby seats in the back of it. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what the deal is. It's been there for like a minute though. That one looks so like I left a number on it. And I hope he calls me or she calls me. Oh, this is the one you were talking about on the RS6 track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's been it's been there since then. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, has your note been there since? No, then? no, my note got put there. <laughs> my note I put there today. Okay. Um, hey, that's a good segue. Yeah, yeah. Should we talk about RS6? We did I ever? Did we ever spend any time on RS6 on the show? I don't know if we did. I don't remember. We it did a lot of shows that week, and I think yeah. that was auto shows. Gotten, uh, I might have gotten blown over. The RS6 ruled. 
Oh my God! It was, it was nice. just it Derek was, was my drive partner, which was great. Which was, was very awesome. fun. We mobbed. We did. <laughs> Mob. We did. Yes. I, um, did you enjoy the car? I think about so I had just gotten out of the RS5 and I was supremely underwhelmed by the RS5. Um, the 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 two nine in that car, the two nine in anything, just has no soul, no personality, and I was just really worried that Audi was going to do something to this iconic car. To, to mess it up. And I think about 20 yards into our drive, as soon as we got in the PCH, we looked at each other and we're like, oh, thank God. Oh, thank God. It's not shit. Okay, <laughs> yeah, it's cool. not shit. Oof, and then God. we could spend the rest of the day just just uh, yeah. enjoying it. Yeah. I think they executed the RS6 formula really well. Mm-hmm. It's it's like everything you expect out of a car like that. It's Absolutely. One, the, the Mercedes is the more aggressive option. That's what I said in my yeah, review, too. Yeah. I said that's that's the that's the car for the guy who kicks sand in people's face yeah. and you know, cuts in line and, and, and just you know steals your lunch money. And, and this is just more civilized. I mean, it's just as powerful. It's, yeah. it's just as quick. Uh, but there's something a little bit more refined to it. Looks good. Yeah. Looks re- it looks real it good. Looks I mean, it looks mean. It looks, it looks mean off. as hell. And it hides the weight really well. And uh, I think, you know, my hypothesis is that everyone's going to start using rear steer in everything to start hiding weight. And actually, I think someone asked that question that we didn't get to. They did. Which was to explain how it is that rear steer hides weight. And... uh, by by it by shrinking the wheelbase. Yeah, it shortens the wheelbase, or it yeah. makes. I mean, not literally shortens the wheelbase because that would be cool. <laughs> Variable wheelbase technology. <laughs> it's super reliable. Coming on the next be Infinity so QX60. Crazy. Yeah, wouldn't that be wild? That would be that would be scary. That would make sure, break. Make sure <laughs> so fast. What are you guys even talking about? Make sure nobody sits in the back seat because they will be crushed to death. <laughs> yeah. In my mind, it's kind of like that that Lexus that Bose built with the uh, active oh my God, suspension. Oh awesome. yeah. Mercedes has that now. Yeah, but the Mercedes like GLS or GLE. Or oh yeah, whatever yeah. Fucking I think it's the GLE. GLE it bounces. Yeah. yeah, remember that Bose video that they did? That was so amazing. It's approaching that Bro. that that bump, and it just kind of like goes yeah. up like a, it hops. Yeah, it bunny hops the speed bump. It's really cool. It's that like was a you know jam. Yeah, the Bose suspension on an LS four hundred. But like they never built that shit. No. <laughs> why didn't they? It would be nice to see if it went a million miles. Wait, we finally know how <laughs> why Bose's magical hopping suspension never made it to production. Oh, it's by Balaban from 2016. Holy shit. Look at it. Hops this. the speed bump. That's, that's, like, that's so like me That GIF is the jam. Look at this. Boop. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. the shit. But is like, that more comfortable than going over the bump? Because you're, like, you're getting lifted into the air. Bro, who cares if it's point. more comfortable? It's way cooler. It's awful. We was off the ground. <laughs> it's amazing. Holy shit. That's <laughs> a self-yumping vehicle. That's, How? That's the guy. Bunny hops. Yeah, it's straight That's bunny the hops. valets in the Ferrari in... Uh, in, uh, in Ferris Bueller. In Fier- <laughs> Ferris Bueller. Yeah. Then, da, da, da. Wait, and what's the reason? Cost? Yeah. Cost. Of course. Uh, yeah. Cool. Cost. And it costs a zillion. Costs a zillion fucking dollars. That's why. The answer is it would have made a Lexus LS400 cost too heavy and too expensive, it says. Yeah. But rear wheel steering, on the other hand, is neither of those is things. Is neither of those things. Yeah. And, yeah. and 30 years after it was seen on like the, the Honda Prelude, right. we're now yeah. seeing it. Well, you Come really back. need advanced computing systems to make it work well. Right, like, like I had a Skyline and it was weird. Yeah, you know, uh, I've driven Skylines that have the rear steer, like from the R32s, and it's a little wonky. It kind of feels like you're about to drift, but you're not. 
Right. Um, that's how the new uh, Lusso feels. The oh, Ferrari really? Lusso. It feels like it's like, oh, am I drifting? No, nope, I'm just <laughs> calmly turning. But yeah, really? if it's not perfect, I've noticed it feels strange. Porsches it, is invisible. Correct. And this one's pretty invisible too. But it's like, oh, dude, this thing's 4,600 pounds, but it still kind of dances a little bit. Right. So right. It and does the, it. The well. old systems are like hydraulic too, right? Yeah. So it's like really heavy. This is just you just get through electronics. Yeah. Yeah. It's just uh, a think, small little box. Is it ZF? Yeah, ZF them. makes them. They make all. I think ZF makes all of the systems for everybody. That I would do. make sense. I believe they do. It is ZF. They're right? using that eight-speed automatic yeah. for everybody. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, it's for everybody. Yeah, they're going to put them on pickup trucks. Whoa, that's probably a great idea. I'd love one on a pickup truck. Well, That'd Chevy had the four-wheel steer for do a while they? in the early two thousands. Oh, GMC Sierra Denali. Yeah, yeah, oh, it did. Yeah, was yeah. it good? It was did called Quadra Steer. Yeah, it was that. super expensive yeah. too. Right. Quadrasteer. Yo, the, G- the American companies always come up with the good names. Torque Flight. Yeah. Quadrasteer. Hemi. Well, I the think they come up Mercedes, with Mercedes. The- they never come up with a cool name. I like think that. they come up with some great inventions and yeah. then don't follow through, yeah. or the implementation is really clunky, like the V eight six four or Quadrasteer yeah. or the first anti lock brake systems. So they disappear for like twenty years. Direct port injection. <laughs> yeah, fuel injection yeah. in the the fifties and sixties, yeah, yeah. and then it just went away. Or the four speed automatic. Yeah, and then uh, and then somebody else perfects it. And they introduce it like the, an Apple comes. Along. I was just about to say like <laughs> Apple, and they're nice, like, yeah. "Look, you can listen to music without a CD." <laughs> yeah. Oh, cool! Oh, see, four wheel steer would be great mm-hmm. for towing. That's really a good use of that. I like that very much. I remember these pictures are from like an actual press launch of from the ZF did. It was like, here's our new products. But of course, GM's like Quadra Steer. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Mercedes like, this is our new M12C engine. It's yeah. completely unrememberable, but it's very loud. Yeah. <laughs> well, they, don't forget they have magic everything now. Right. So oh, magic it, everything and air everything. Magic body control, right? Magic body you, control. Is that what they're using? No. I haven't been on a Mercedes launch in a yeah. long time. Is it magic? They they use magic quite a bit. <laughs> it sounds like a magic. 70s rock song, like a deep purple song. Yeah, or remember their their magic uh, body their control. Neck, yeah, their neck vent was right. called Airscarf. I love the Airscarf. Yeah, don't you dare shit on my Airscarf. I'm not shitting on your Airscarf. <laughs> they will not come out. Mercedes has they have perfect seats in those AMGs. They're perfect. Yeah. They have neurosurgeons that help design them. They're fucking. Do you like it when it when it like holds you in when you're going around the corner? I like a little snug. You like a little I snug. Love- <laughs> I like when they when they finally got the programming right. You know, right. the early ones were like, yeah, yeah, half a second too late. Yes, always in the middle of the apex. I drove that E fifty five, and it was just it was like a late awkward squeeze. I was like, get get away from me, uncle. It was just not. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. Oh my god. So yeah, RS six is pretty good. The RS six was great. Uh, You know, unfortunately for me. Even if I could afford it, you can't get the tow hitch here in the the oh, states. Oh shit! No, really? Yeah, you can? yeah. That platform is great. Europe? If you, you can't can afford it, you can afford to have one made. Absolutely. Yeah. Or you get the OEM plus uh, importers who can bring in the tow hitch. Yeah, like I did with the All Road. Can you just do European delivery on a tow hitch? <laughs> I will go to Ingolstadt with an empty suitcase and get a tow hitch. So, fun fact: <laughs> the uh, the the tow hitch on my All Road um, has a, a little push twist dial so you can take it off and then uh-huh. there's nothing underneath and you still have the body or the uh, the ground clearance uh-huh. um and that that dial got hit and it it broke but because it's a german component bosel usa said you know we can't do anything about it you have to take it to germany 
And so I was actually going to Germany to pick up my uh, my new GT4. And uh, so I took the hitch with me. And um, if, it, Zach, if you look up Bosel Hitch. What is it? Wait, Bosel? What is that? Bosel? Bosel is a, is it's like company? Westphalia. Yeah. It's oh, like, okay. So I never heard of the company. B-O-S-A-L? And so it's a detachable oh. hitch. Oh. And uh, if you if you Google a picture of one of those those hitches, um, I had it in my suitcase, and then I went through. <laughs> it's a weird penis-looking little yeah. Is it the one that yeah. looks yeah. like a dildo? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And Did let me tell you, going through Berlin security was the best thing ah, ever because so I see funny. this woman at the monitor looking at the suitcase going through and her eyes just widen <laughs> and a slight <laughs> smile on her lips. <laughs> And I really Great. did and did not want to know what she was thinking oh at that very God, moment. That's so funny. Yeah. You really could lean into that one, too. <laughs> well, that's she brought great. the suitcase over, and she's like, may I open this? Oh, my <laughs> like, God. That's so funny. Yeah, you can open it. Yeah. I just saw a GIF on Reddit the other day of a TSA agent opening a suitcase that just had a huge, like, purple dildo in it, <laughs> like, looking up and then slowly closing it again and pushing it to the side. It was uh, fucking Well, great. this this woman opened the suitcase and did not That's close it back so up. That's yeah. so funny. She, she actually picked it up. But you straight called them out by bringing that to Germany, didn't I you? I did. I like I that did. very much. I did, yeah. My phone needs to shut the fuck up. Yeah, taking, taking that to Germany and getting it fixed is probably the most... I don't know. One of the weirdest things I've done. Yeah, but how? But paired with European delivery of a GT4, that sounds excellent. That was epic. That Did you was do that at, absolutely at, in, uh, epic. Stuttgart. Uh, at, yeah, uh, in Stuttgart. or yeah. whatever you call it. Yeah, Zuffenhausen, For those who don't know, is the suburb of Stuttgart that the Porsche factory is in. So yes. it sounds like you're talking about different places, but it would be like saying L.A. and then Beverly Hills or something. Yeah, yeah. or or you know. Uh, Vernon or Canoga whatever. Canoga Park. Whatever, wherever the fuck equivalent is of, of it's not Beverly Hills. Yeah. <laughs> Zuffenhausen. Yeah. Uh, it's a cool experience though, right? Dude, so yeah, I thought for the longest time I thought Zuffenhausen was around, just the roundabout where the, where <laughs> all the stuff is. It pretty much is. Yeah. If you type Zuffenhausen in the GPS, it takes you to that traffic circle. It does. Porsche, with, the, yeah. with the little, yeah, statue. So I... Porsche on a stick. Porsche is a statue in the middle of the thing. It's a bunch of big sticks with Porsches on the it's end. It's also when it's from the cafeteria at the factory, right? It is. Yeah. It is. It is. <laughs> the street vendors outside, of like, <laughs> they've got a mold for like sausages into Porsches. Porsche-shaped Porsche falafel. <laughs> Which has a part number, by the way. Ah, <laughs> right, the good. sausage, right? Yeah, very yeah, good. it does. But yeah, it was an it was an epic trip. So I, you know, I used to have um, a, an orange, a tangerine nine eight seven that I bought at Hurley Haywood's dealership in Jacksonville. And I always forget he owns a store, doesn't he? Yeah. Hurley well, Haywood. he used to. He's, he's not he's, anymore. He's divested himself of oh. it. Yeah. And uh, and um, so I got a TTRS after that because I had gotten my mom into track events with me. And, awesome. Um, Not many people can say that. That's cool. I know. <laughs> and 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 as stout as the 987 is, just the logistics of like she had a session and I had a session and and back and forth. So I was I was just looking at cars. Oh no, she was going to get an S6, and um, my mom is very particular on colors, and she had always eyed this this uh, particular Cayman, and so she wanted her. Uh, she wanted her SX in India red, which was the color for B5 A4. Okay, which one? Red is India red. India red is kind of like Zanzibar um, on the the Porsche 996. Is, that, is it dark red? It's like an orangey, oh. coppery red. Um, that's that's a tough one to Google. Yeah, India you have to type Audi? in Audi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Audi does a very affordable paint to sample. It, by, they, by do. they do. They yeah, do. I said it was most cars are three grand, right? Yeah, yeah thirty five hundred bucks. Oh yeah, I know that red. Yeah. That's a good red. Yeah, yeah. So common, uh, yeah. that's a very nice red. 
So uh, the uh, the dealership called me and said, "Hey, um, our paint shop can no longer produce this color for whatever reason." And so my mom levitated with rage for a while. <laughs> um, we were down at the dealership. Unavailable. Una- uh, yeah. You tell that motherfucker to mix that fuck. <laughs> I was told by go to India. <laughs> go to India. I don't care. <laughs> I just heard my mom say "fuck" for the first time in my entire life and it's because we were watching Bosch and I didn't hear a line and I asked her to repeat it and she repeated it verbatim and just, the first just time of, you've ever heard her say fuck and she was quoting somebody else yeah. and it was was it casual as it could be this is you know, this hesitate? is the person who uh, <laughs> she'll sing uh, do a little dance yeah. and then she'll go do a little dance <laughs> she can't say it oh, she no. can't say make, make a, little a little love, love. yep and oh, she says, wow. you know, she used to say damn Sam when I was a kid. Um, but Can you she, bring her like the lyrics to an Eminem song and just be like, mom, read this out She loud. probably would. She probably yeah. would. That's yeah. so weird. She would be like Siri where it's she's like, just like emotionally detached. It's like it's not a it doesn't originate through my brain. I guess so. Filter. Yeah. <laughs> her suitcase definitely does not get stopped going through TSA for any reason. It's, that is <laughs> certainly it's probably not. empty. Oh, it's yeah. just, yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh, okay. You have great corduroys. All right, 40 white good. t-shirts. <laughs> Next. You're not wrong. You are not wrong. Dry Kellogg cereal, go ahead. <laughs> wow, you know my mom. <laughs> so uh, okay, wait. Which brings us to Germany and European delivery of a GT4. Yeah, so I had the TTRS for a while, and uh, it, it's just not. It, it just wasn't a track car, you know. Nice street car, though, dude. I, I bought it partially because of of seeing your review on it, mm. and um, hat tip to you. And yeah, that engine, oh, nice. I could see that engine in so many other cars, but uh, not this platform. It just, that, that platform just is so overwhelmed yeah. by that power and you just, you can't make it perform. You can't make it rotate. Yeah. You know, what you want to do is put that engine the long way uh-huh. in an old Audi uh-huh. and make it go brap. Well, there, there's actually a guy <laughs> in, really in Vegas. Uh, his name is Hanky Rose. I heard of this and guy. He has. Uh, I did a uh, European car uh, feature is with it him. I R O S Z or just I R O Z. I R O Z. And he had an 07K powered uh, Urquattro, and I brought out my TTRS, and we did like a little comparo. Yeah. But he's put that engine in a B5. He's put it in. A, it's like just, 800 horsepower. His shit, right? His, it's yeah, like his RS3 is insane. Like it's it's I, I don't Didn't know if his RS three run nines. It's on, it's like with not much things on it. Not much things. <laughs> like not much things. No, I read on it. Yeah, I that's was like that's he the, took the interior the out and put drag radials on it, and then it was like bolt ons and ethanol, and that was it. Yeah, and, and he, he, he builds a wicked engine too. He's he's just yeah amazing. I got, we got he's in Vegas. Yeah, he's in Vegas. So uh, it, when you go to the track, if you turn right in that industrial park where the uh, the Holden importer guy is. Oh yeah, like where Shelby used to be yeah. over there. Yeah, 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 yeah. right there. He's yeah. just down one more, uh, one more warehouse, uh-huh. and just look for a bunch of Audis <laughs> in front, and you go inside. It's pretty amazing. Is that the he ran? Was that a ten? Ten oh nine oh at one forty two at Auto Club, and that's, that's pretty the rad. Yeah, yeah. I've never driven an RS3. I drove just TTRS. Is the RS3 the same? It's basically? a little softer. Oh. Um, I was on the RS3 TTRS launch at Lime Rock, and having those, you know, side by side was. Uh, you grab the Tito's from the other side. It was. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I didn't want to like get up, but no, she's no, there. no. I get it. It's it's my stories are that compelling. RS3 so is very nice. RS3 Lime Rock. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So the the RS3 is a little softer, but you know the engine's the same. Um, anyway. Uh, the day I heard that the GT4 was being launched, um, I put a deposit down with my dealer and just waited a year 
for it to materialize. I just waited and waited and waited. Did you get a very early like build? Uh, did, it, did it end up not really mattering? It was, it was one of those things where Porsche was caught totally off guard by the 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 response for yeah, the car yeah, because yeah. they priced it at eighty four six, and in my head, you know, it was it, way underpriced. It, it, yeah, everybody saw it. And they were like, "Oh, that's not bad at all." And so, combine that with. I think 1,200 allocations or something like that for the U.S. market. Um, it just it sold out super quickly, and uh, Porsche was just overwhelmed. They were, they were getting flipped for 110 within yeah. Like days. Yeah, and uh, so I I shout out to my boy who paid 110 for one with like 2,000 miles on it. Oh man, oh, no. well, it's a nice car. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I um I didn't do that, but I no, did, no. I did you, wait. Yeah, yeah. I, I okay. waited and uh I um Let's see. Where did you go in Germany though? Was the question. Uh so I picked it up in Stuttgart and um I was going to do the Grossglockner, which is uh the uh the the twisty road through the Alps. And my I picked it up for my birthday, which was, you know, May 1st, and I thought, okay, this is going to be like the best birthday week ever. And, and and the, so I'm driving up and all of a sudden there's this, uh, you know, chalet looking toll booth, uh, that's closed. And that's the entrance to the Grossglockner. And they said, sorry, closed. Actually, there was nobody there. So I just had to turn around. Oh, no. And, um, so I had to find an alternate route over the, the Alps. And I found a train that you could just drive onto and it went through the Alps. Whoa. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's 18 euros and you just drive it on. Where because, did you end up? Uh, in Austria somewhere. Just in the boonies. Did you like cup twos on that thing too? And you to drive. Was it snowy up there? Yeah. Here's the thing. So yeah. the, the the whole trip was kind of a. It, it wasn't a letdown, but it was just anticlimactic because, you know, the the color I ordered, um, I, I saw it under the fluorescent lights at first, and I was like, oh man, that's the wrong color. Um, and then wait, had you seen it outside at first? Would you have no, thought it was the right color? They do for European delivery. They put it in this little showroom. No, I've seen that, but I'm oh, just yeah. saying, like, once the car did it look the way you wanted it to look? Once you brought it outside, once the sunlight hits it, oh, yes, okay. But but it it's was, not like what color was it? Brewster Green. Brewster it? Green. Yeah, but it was overcast, and then it started raining when I picked up the car. Does it look black when it's dark and wet? Oh, kind Matt, of. Matt, we're not going to do this right now. <laughs> Just like, this is hard for you. <laughs> you know this is the joke, right? You know, anytime oh, I post this car, black. Lieberman's like, oh, hey, look, a black car. Oh, I didn't know that yeah. was a thing. It's yeah. Good I like Bruce yeah. Green. I, Bruce I, I wore nice. this hoodie, and uh, I uh, was talking to Mac Hogan, yeah. and he goes, nice black hoodie. So, um, yeah, it's just Oh, the now I know that joke. you have a thing that annoys you. I will, <laughs> I will lean into it's, that. It's your thing, just like Mac Hogan's thing is being called the world's tallest man. But he <laughs> yeah. is the world's tallest Isn't man. Isn't he? He's yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. So, Hilarious. I'm sorry that it's uh, that it looks black in the dark and when it's wet. You know, yeah, yeah. Happens. I know. God, my GT4 just looks wrong. Oh, oh, just it's awful. You're the worst. <laughs> yeah, but it drives good. So this isn't your car, but this is the same car. That I is believe. my car. Oh, this is your yeah. Car. There's only one Brewster Green GT4 in the world, mm. and that is it. Nice. That's why it's so hard to find it. But online. you tow it. So how many track days have you done with it? Oh my god, um, all of them. I've I, I've I have ten thousand miles on it, um, and I've probably gone through four or five sets of tires. Oh, that's a lot of track days. Yeah, yeah. I do mean, you put Cup Twos back on it? Absolutely. You, oh, you do. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I I always go back and forth. I'm like, should I get 19s and then amortize the wheels and then get yeah, yeah. cheaper tires? But I can't find the right tire. I want 19. So. 
the cup twos soothe it so well, and it just do you time really sticks. I don't. Okay, I so don't you just time go out myself. for fun. Yeah, because I found I, the reason I ask is because I found in an, in other cars, not necessarily GT4, but other cars when I've driven with a timer on cup twos, mm-hmm. I get a warm up lap. Yeah. The fastest lap I'll ever do around that track. Yeah. And then um, almost immediately I'm a second off the pace. Yeah. And then it just kind of levels out a second and a half it or does. two. Yeah. Whereas if I have a Super Sport or a 4S, I can't get that best lap, but all my laps are remarkably will be pretty consistent. consistent. Yeah. But I was actually not asking because of that. I was asking to see if you'd found a better track tire for that car. For that car, no. For the the nine eight seven, the the Nitto NTO ones mm-hmm. are phenomenal. Mm-hmm. They're just it's ugh, they're just so soft, and you can feel them grip. And do you even have any other options in them for the Boxster or for the for the Cayman? They have a uh, Dunlop does a Sport Max race, oh. and I've never driven on that. But uh, the Durezas are, are pretty good. amazing. Yeah, we would run Durezas on the Mazda on the MX five race car, and they would they were pretty grippy, and they would last an entire twelve hour race. So that was pretty good. Well, maybe if they have a uh, 295, <laughs> 3520. I don't know. Is that what it is? The rear is. 3520. And then the right. front. Or, or no, 295, 3020. And then in the front, I think it's 245, 3520. That's a good amount of tire. Yeah, it's a good, good amount, amount of tire. tire. Yeah. Good amount of tire. And I just got back from Buttonwillow, and it's time for a new set. Yeah. Buttonwillow's fun in that car, oh, I bet. Yeah. But is it all third gear? No, uh, second over some of the little guys, it's right? It's second. We were doing counterclockwise, so as you're coming through, mm. kind of like the uh, that off-camber thing at the end before yeah. sunrise, you just pop it down to second for... Is there know. any fourth gear at all? Uh, on the front straight, you can... You Not can in GT4, it. I bet, because <laughs> they have a gearing issue. They, well, that's what I'm saying. I yeah. was wondering, because that, that car's like... It, the gearing can be interesting. The gearing's on the a little tall, on. yeah. yeah. Um, it's good for uh, Auto Club, because as you're going around yeah. the, the oval... It's, you can just yeah. keep it in second. <laughs> first. <laughs> just yeah. just keeping it first. Have yeah. you thought about doing the shorter gearing, though, that like Shark I've Works driven, does? I, I've driven the third gear that, that Shark Works has, and it's, it's great, but... There, it's like the Torino. I, there's just something about keeping the car stock that I, I just really cherish. That's cool. Yeah, you can do it. Do it. I happen to really like the the alternate gearing. Yeah, but it's so expensive that I think it would either mm-hmm. begin a rabbit hole of modifications oh, absolutely. That, would, that would end with swapping engines. Well, that was the TTRS. You know, <laughs> yeah. I got the camber plates, and then they have a, a diff that allows yeah. you to rotate it, and then they have you know brake ducting, and it, it's like. Oh my God! I just spent twenty grand on the car. Yeah, yeah. To, on, on tweaking. On tweaking it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. If I were to time myself, I'd get maybe a second better. <laughs> you know, I mean, if, yeah, you can do. There is some noticeable difference in feel with something like a diff or the gears. Yeah. You know, and you could make the car more enjoyable in your everyday life if that's what you really wanted. But you just are. You know, to do something like that. To open up a gearbox, you're committing yeah. to owning that thing for a while. Absolutely. You know what I mean? That would be the kind of thing you would do on fucking day two with the car. Yeah, you just you, go nuts. And then, well, I, I remember, uh, 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 who, I forgot who wrote about it. Was it Jack? Somebody wrote about how you actually get more for your money by modifying, like, right now. Like, don't wait. Like, get it now. And that way, the, you know, you have that mod for the most number of days with the car. I right. So instead of a slippery slope, you just fall just off that cliff. All, fall just off, do it yeah. fall off the cliff and, yeah. then enjoy, and then enjoy it the whole way. Enjoy the just impact. Spend $80,000 and spend hundred twenty grand immediately. Oh, my God. I'll tell you yeah. what. Having gone through that, that the bullshit process of building and developing that Mustang I did versus writing Lee Keen a massive check and handing him a donor car... 
It was much more satisfying to just give them a check, and then the semi rolls up at my house, <laughs> beep, 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 and then it's here's your car. Right, and then like, if anything goes wrong, if anything goes wrong, you can blame someone else. I can blame someone. You can blame else. someone else. Yeah. And, yeah. So you never feel like an idiot. <laughs> I yeah, mostly not like an idiot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. But uh, no, I forgot where we started on down that tangent. Oh, the GT4 European delivery. The GT4. Yeah. Did you do Nurburgring? So that was the other question I had gotten. I had never been. I had never been to the Nurburgring until uh, one of my first uh, assignments at Mother Trend, um, which was a year after that. And uh, people said, oh, you can take the GT4 to the ring. I said, no, uh, green car, green driver, green hell, <laughs> and a public day, absolutely not. That's a not. good t-shirt. Oh, yeah. Green car. Yeah, it's, it's almost as good as <laughs> my know, all-road shirt. Yeah. yeah, that's a good shirt, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so <laughs> what I did is I just, I just uh, did kind of a road trip of, of different countries. I went you know, through Austria, Vienna. Um, and then uh, one of my favorite parts was going from Austria to the Czech Republic, and you drive on this this road that almost looks like a marsh on either side. Mm-hmm. And as you're driving, you can see the old um, you know Eastern Bloc checkpoints where people would have to go through. And um, and then at the end of it is a gas station where you have to buy a, a sticker for your windshield to get on the uh, on the super yeah, the highway. Toll stickers. The yeah, toll yeah, stickers. Yeah, yeah. I remember having to do that. Yeah. And um, you know, in backwoods Czech Republic, they don't speak English. Um, if you don't speak German, which I don't, I only speak French and English. And so it was a bunch of just one more than I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tried. It, a lot of it, it didn't work. Pictures. It was a lot of pointing at pictures, and they had the hot dogs uh, on sticks. Ugh. It was so weird. Well, that's just this delightful. gas station. So I, I we <laughs> I finally got known as corn dogs, Derek. We no, it's it, I, they were just these like really long hot dogs. They weren't covered in in cornmeal. They were just like oh, just hot dogs on a stick. Yeah. And uh, national, national delicacy. So I, really, I got I'm I got really the sticker. I got the sticker and you got a uh, sticker and a stick and a stick. Nice. Yes, I did. Then I went uh, through Czech Republic. And the other cool thing about the Czech Republic is that the super highways aren't fully done. So you'll be on this beautiful four lane, undulating, you know, sweeping road, yeah. just you know, carrying really great speed, and all of a sudden. There, there are just roadblocks, and it dumps you onto this like, like a bullshit side road. Bullshit side road for like forty kilometers, and you're stuck behind. Tra- you're stuck oh, behind everybody no. who gets dumped off. Then it comes back on, and you're you're like so going funny. along, and it's just like about five times. It's like we had money, and then yeah, we ran out. yeah, just yeah. kidding. So at That's that point, crazy. Yeah, at that point, I, I uh, went back to Germany and uh, found a Macan Turbo uh, just as I was uh, crossing the border and we just like ramped it up and just hit the autobahn and at, at first you're like oh great the autobahn why doesn't everybody do this like why don't they do this all the time and then you fill up and you're like oh that's uh, why yeah because yeah. i just went through a tank in 60 miles <laughs> yeah it's a remarkably civilized system it's it's so great you flash your lights they politely pull over yeah. it's not like uh, somewhere even in if Ohio. you're not going a thousand miles an hour it's like the right the farthest right lane is the slowest lane and Absolutely. people just maintain that and it it works so much better there's I'll decorum what, though, they're not trying to teach you a lesson by staying in the <laughs> left lane yeah, and yeah checking every, you. not everybody's their own cop yeah I yeah i gotta yeah. i gotta say though i was in germany in august and a friend of mine picked me up at frankfurt airport in an e39 m5 which is the perfect car for the Autobahn. So we were doing about 130 in the in the left lane, and all of a sudden this was the summertime, so you'd get like these Dutch guys. Um, by the way, 
uh, every European country having their own plate with their own initials on it is great because it comes with all these fun national stereotypes. <laughs> you can just ween it. The fuck like, Dutch. Yeah, it's like a fucking Dutch. Right, so some guy in like an NL plate would just pull into the left lane, just kind of glide in there in like a Renault Clio, and then we'd have to slam on a brakes from 130 down to 60 without having to plow into this guy. Oh. This would happen a million oh, times. Oh, sucks. Yeah, and also the Dutch love to tow weird shit on caravans. I saw <laughs> I saw a Fiat X19 towing a caravan. I Respect. love that. And Respect. then I saw a Morgan. If that guy wasn't in front of you, you yeah. would be fighting people to take his picture. Absolutely. Right. 100%. Yeah. 100%. We, we blew past him at 110, so I couldn't really get a good shot. I so, would be fighting to take that guy's picture. Yeah. But they probably had one of those dildo-shaped things, too. When I did the 992 thing, when I drove it across Autobahn and then flew the car here, so the Autobahn, when we were doing like a long road trip down it, mm-hmm. the adrenaline spikes and crashes from going 150 miles an hour and then 60 for 30 minutes, but exactly 60. Yeah. And then you go back to 130 and then down to six. Like, I would have these adrenaline spikes and crashes, and it made me really tired. Oh, interesting. And then when we brought the car, same car, put it on a plane, brought it to America, drove from Ohio across Kentucky and Tennessee, I was going, you know, 70 to 80, maybe a little up to 90 or 100 sometimes when it opened. But I was moving through traffic, and, and I was speeding by the letter of the law but not not doing anything i would consider dangerous by any means and i was a lot um less tired because i had those peaks and valleys i didn't have those crashes and adrenaline spikes so i actually although i can totally agree that the the autobahn system is probably the best for everybody Mm -hmm. for the selfish person in a 911 trying to cover as much distance as possible absolutely i i was shocked at how i preferred the american road tripping um, where you just sort of drive the speed that feels comfortable and you don't have the speed cameras regulating you that heavy. It's much better in concept than it is in reality, for the most part. The, yeah. the Autobahn, you yeah. know? It, it's but like it's super fun in some ways. It's you know? great when yeah. you when you get up there and you're going 150, 160 miles an hour and you think, oh, God, I've done it. And then yeah. there's a traffic jam and yeah. you think, okay, I'm pulled back to reality. It's, it's one of those... But the German education system and the, the idea, the importance that the Germans and other European countries put on driving. Place on driving, is, driving proficiency, driving safety. It's the best. Yeah, it's really, really great. I love driving in, like, Sweden. Like, whenever you're up there, like, that's where people fucking can drive yeah. up there. It's great. Yeah. You're never stuck behind people in Sweden. It's no. Awesome. It, it takes, what, a year to get your license up there? <laughs> yeah. It costs, you like, 2,000 euros. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, have euros? To, yeah. you really have to know how to drive before yeah. you get that license. So yeah. The first, time, rules. the first time I ever drove on the Autobahn, I think this was 2015, I had a Porsche Panamera press car, and this was like 2 in the morning, and I remember going through all these construction zones, and I was doing 60 kilometers exactly, but I saw this giant flash of a speed camera, and it looked like a giant red orb floating in the <laughs> middle of the night. I thought it was a UFO. That's what it was. Yeah, right. I, I went, yep. I'm, yeah. I'm actually this is an out of body experience right now. Yeah, um, I haven't been the same since. But I, I went on a, I went on a Nurburgring with a car. Then I bought my first sob. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's when the infection happened. First, first of nine. That's why my wife hates me. You know. Um, but uh, no, I went back to America, and then a couple weeks later, the PR guy from Porsche emailed me, and he was like, "Yeah, we got you on a speed camera. Yeah, you did 63 and a 60." Oh, yeah. they were mad yeah. too. They, they were, were really like, mad. they were like, we're just gonna pay for it. So That's I good. had one of those where I had an M6 press car, and I got the biggest fine I've ever gotten for driving in Switzerland. I was doing 16 kilometers an hour over the limit, Matt. and BMW contacted me later, and they were like, 
they wrote me a letter that was like just said you're paying this and it was a thousand euro <laughs> wow it was like fifteen hundred dollars you're also banned from switzerland now, well, that's, right? what, that's pretty much what they said they were like they were the letter from the swiss government like bmw basically just narked me out mm -hmm. they were like this guy was driving so the letter from the swiss government was addressed to me and it pretty much said this is your bill mm -hmm. this is what you did you cannot fight this. There is no process. If you ever want to come to Switzerland again, it'll be a thousand euro. Rules and are I was rules, like, man. Those mountains are so pretty, and I, I gave them a thousand fucking euro. <laughs> I love Switzerland. Plus, it you had to go sucks. do watch stuff there too. Yeah, I love Switzerland so much. You know, what there's there's two place. levels of criminals in Switzerland. There's a guy who kept children in the basement, and then there's you doing sixteen kilometers, and there's no one else. <laughs> You're like their Ted Bundy. You know that, right? Oh. There would be a lot of financial crime, but there is no financial crime there because they're like you can launder a hundred million dollars, but you, can. you better do it slow. <laughs> you can torture people for yeah. decades in a basement. If your bag of money arrives two minutes too early, they look yeah. at their Swiss watch and they know you're driving too fast, and they time distance average that. Oh, why is that country got to be so fucking pretty? Damn it! <laughs> That's why. Damn it! Yeah. They know what they're doing. In Iceland, there is no enforcement. Really? So if you are the kind of person who wanted to be the boss of bosses and ship a car to Iceland to have a go, they are completely unprepared for an individual in a sports car who is prepared to just ignore the rules. But the only cars There's... in the only cars in Iceland are like 800 horsepower nitrous powered like off-road Wranglers. Right, like right, no, nobody tires, drives right? sports cars yeah. there. We, no. I drove around Iceland for a week. I saw one Boxster and one like three series BMW and everybody else is either in a, a, a shitty beater or a big truck. There's two it. Ferraris in the country owned by the same person, according wow. to our guide in there. And everyone knows who he is just because there's so few of them. And they have amazing roads, beautiful scenery. They have no enforcement and they have the most passive, obedient population ever. And so if you go, I'm going to treat this place like my racetrack, there's literally nothing they can do about it. There's like uh, three kilometers and you hit a geyser, yeah. There's like five speed cameras, I think, in the country. I got a ticket from two of them. Because <laughs> two of them are at either end of one tunnel. <laughs> Ba-bam! Iceland called Switzerland. They're like, do you know this guy? Yeah. No, they they're like, a, yeah, he's banned. They yeah. had a call out for somebody driving a Lamborghini. Of course, I was in a McLaren. So right, it doesn't matter actually in Iceland. It just means, yeah, wedge shaped blue car. Wedge shaped car. Yeah, but it's cool. You're not you're not the guy with two Ferraris, aka Steve two Ferraris. Right. <laughs> yeah, is that his last name? Eric, Eric yeah. Erickson two Ferraris. What else you driven recently that you liked, Derek? Oh man, uh, the good. <clears throat> speaking of Ferraris, the uh, Ferrari F8 Tributo. Did you drive? Yes. Oh yes. And do uh, tell. Oh my God. So. You know, back to the 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 what we were talking about uh, computing power. You know, mm. uh, back in the eighties with these great ideas, they just didn't have the you know, they had eight bit stuff. So it's either on or off. You know, you're either going to stay on the road, or you're going to fly off. And th something about the F8 Tributo, the people who buy them, uh, you know, it's a seven hundred and ten horsepower rear wheel drive car. Where are you going to drive that? Um, and especially if you don't have the skills of a Ferrari test yeah, driver. Yeah, no, they're, the cars are too fucking fast for humans it's, now. It's, it's just mind-blowing. But, you know, I love the 488, and the, the Pista's great. And so the F8's kind of like the, the evolution of that. With a, The F8 is where you take the Pista power and then normalize that. Right. Pretty and, much, right? And uh, it's one of those cars where Ferrari has figured out, with its electronics, 
how to make you feel like a hero mm. without uh, you know dumping the car or making you feel like oh my god I'm not really tapping into this power. Well, so they've been doing can, that since the 48, right? And yeah, so refinement, the 48 has the, very, the variable you know angle drift control kind yep. of thing, yeah. which works actually pretty decently. No, it's it's great yeah. because you know we're mid corner, we're we're like before the apex, and you can nail it, and it just it it's Mary Lou Retton around the corner, yeah. it just sticks the landing. And Is it, it looks that amazing. much different from a 488? <laughs> No, it just no. Uh, that was such a relevant joke. That was an amazing. I was, I was about to say, is this some Brian Boy Tynal shit? Going yeah, on? I mean, it was what incredible. would he do? It's probably it would probably <laughs> it probably lands with our audience. Though. Yeah. Our audience okay. skews a little older. It'll probably land. All right, okay. well, you're I wouldn't, welcome. I wouldn't dwell on it. You're good. I, I would say, yeah, it's an evolution <laughs> of the 488 in every way. Uh, the other cool thing about the F8 is that it has a screen. Um, on the passenger side instrument panel, it's kind of like the that. it's like the anti R eight where like you get in the R eight and there is nothing for you to do. Yeah, you sit there because the driver has the virtual cockpit. cockpit. The, yeah. the driver has everything, but on the the F eight, like the the passenger can be like, oh, I'm gonna play with this pretty little no, it's screen. Good. It's a co-driver screen. Yeah, it's you a co-driver screen. You can screen. fuck with the yeah. GPS. You can change the music. You can do some settings. You have a you have gauges so that when the driver's driving like a fucking asshole, you right. can see just how much poo should come out. Yeah, your significant <laughs> other can be like, you know, I told you not to drive that fast. I so know. The nagging wife screen. It's it's a daily, you know, you could daily drive this thing. It is, it is, it, it's not one of those cars where it, it, it expresses its, its displeasure at driving 50 miles an hour through the city it's 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 great the new exotics are like there's, right there's really no sacrifice at all for driving them every day you just no. can it's like they're just regular cars that just happen to be able to go insanely fast well i had just come off the, when i did the fa i had just come off the heels of the mclaren gt drive is it me or does the ass end of this car look awful lotus Avore-ish? I yep. like it. It does, it right? Does. Yeah. The taillights Having are very far. I like them. Yeah. It's thank you. It's the return of quad taillights yeah. on like the back Luso, of this, right? Yeah. Same, right, it, four round. It's. It, it, oh, now that's interesting. And that's what I love about I, the F12. I didn't really think about the quads, yeah. huh? Yeah, yeah. The quads yeah. came back. Yeah. All right. All right. I fucks with it. Yeah. So I, I had just done the McLaren GT like a week. Oh yeah. Just a couple days before that. Is that good? <sighs> uh, no, huh? No, but Mc- <laughs> that bad, huh? Here's the thing, you know, McLaren makes one car. Uh, uh, sad, but kind of true. It makes one car, you know, different bodies. Oh, wow. So look at so that's the 488. Wow, the fucking new. Go back to the new car. The new new car looks better. Yeah, yep. it does. Yep, new car looks better. Okay. It does. Wait, yeah, the McLaren GTs are so. You know, I and I I love driving the McLaren. It's just really great. But that is one of those cars that you really have to hammer on mm-hmm. to get a sense of what that car is about. You yeah. know, and uh, so McLaren was was so confident that they had built a grand tour that they like they called out Aston Martin. They said, you know. This car has compromises. You know, ours is not a compromise when it comes to a grand tour. You know, we've figured it out. The car is compromised, but just in the opposite in a fashion. Way. You know, yeah, yeah. So I call. I I started calling it the McLaren Broem. That's um, awesome. <laughs> because it's it's like okay, you put a vinyl roof on and wire wheels, and all of a sudden you have a luxury oh, car. Photoshop that up, dude. Yes, please. Photoshop it in Merlot. <laughs> It's a Merlot Broham. Yeah, with a white vinyl roof. That's hilarious. Or a carriage top. I want a fucking opera window on the Landau roof. Yep. Photoshop it up, people. Maybe a giant spare tire on the rear where the engine uh, glass goes. Oh, man. And put it, use a backdrop of Tampa. (laughs) Please. Florida plates. Yeah, Fort Lauderdale. So is it that soft? 
no, no, it, it's the opposite. Where you know you drive, <clears throat> you drive a the the Aston Martin uh, DB11, yeah, and. It just, you drive it on the track for three laps and the brakes are cooked. Yeah, and it's terrible. The directional stability, you know, the directional, you, you turn left, you turn right, and it just, it just freaks out. I don't want to be here. I don't, <laughs> I don't go to the gym. Oh my, yes. No. And, uh, and you get in the, the, the McLaren and everything's just razor sharp and mm. awesome. But when you're trying to make it a GT, you're still in, you know, a carbon fiber tub with, you know, this 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 uh, Forza oh, no. engine behind I you. I feel a little different about it. I haven't driven the GT yet, yeah. admittedly, but I drove the 570 GT. That was the car I drove around Iceland. Okay. And even though it was still um, the, the McLaren, right? <laughs> it was still the McLaren. Yeah. You know, I loved it. I loved really? spend, I loved road tripping it. I thought it was super fun. It didn't give me any shit. Yeah, it was so comfy. I I think they really tuned their suspensions nicely. No, I I and agree I with gr- all I had of a that. Great time road tripping it. And the 720 is my favorite road car out there right now. It's the ride is so incredible. No, the ride is incredible. Yeah. the responses are so great. The inputs are so great. But if you're going to build a GT, if you're going to build a Grand Tour, you don't want to be fatigued at the end of the drive with with road noise. With with so, do you think tires? it's a materials issue where it's because it's a carbon tub, it's so light and it communicates a lot of sound from the road, and it's a little bit too you know it it doesn't uh, kind of dismiss the bumps as it goes over them because it's light. It kind of feels too much of them. No, I think it's more. It's still a McLaren, and I think McLaren is very cognizant of that. So they don't want to tart it up. They don't want to add a lot of yeah. sound deadening. They don't want to weigh it down. You know, it still has to be something that you can take to the track. And um, so that was the compromise there. How do you make it more comfortable without uh, reducing the qualities that make it such a special car? And That's a hard thing for an auto manufacturer because if they make it you know, too soft, yeah. if people don't get it, they'll go, well, what is this? Like, yeah. why is it, you know, why is it so sloppy and stuff? McLaren's lost its way, but if they make it too sporty, then it's not a GT car. Yeah. That's that's the balance, and I think this is geared towards McLaren current McLaren owners who just want to add another one. To well, their that, they told me that is yeah. that they really are. It's really targeted towards existing owners, I think. And in but terms the of one thing, I like I've driven a couple of these. Like I've driven the Aston DB11. I drove the Ferrari A12. Yeah, I've driven a couple of these modern really high horsepower GT cars, the AMG mm-hmm. GT and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Oh, and um, it's very, very cool car. Yeah. Love it. But when you've got these really high-powered front-engine cars, what ends up happening is they have to make them so stiff. Yeah. And the mid-engine cars, even I totally get where you're coming at with the vibration of the engine through the carbon tub and all that stuff and the fatigue there, but I think it balances out by having a more supple suspension. Like that 812 I drove was stiff. You know, and the AMG GTs are pretty stiff. Yeah. And the BMW M cars are pretty stiff. Yeah, you have to be stiff in order to to, to manage to have the that. weight, yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. Everyone, I've, I know three different people that drove the BMW X4M and an X3 and every single one of them, the first thing they say is, this fucking thing will crack your spine open. It's yeah. like, wow, we have lost the plot, haven't we? Like, well, we we're constantly really... chasing like you know better numbers and better uh, uh, grip and you know faster times, and mm-hmm. so the only way to do that is to make it stiffer and manage the body roll. And da 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 da. Having said that, I get into the the Ferrari F8, and it's I'm like, okay, this 
Granted, it's you know. But with a mid-engine geometry, you can do it because you have longer control arms, so you have a more precise shock control, and you can get a little more articulation going. And like, the rigidity of the structures have dictated for for a long time, and like with shapes and engine man and heat management and all that stuff, like they've kind of figured out how to make a mid-engine car that you can drive for seven or eight hours, and it's not like brain melting. Absolutely, you know? absolutely, yeah. and so. Going back to back with the the GT and the F8 to get in the F8 and think, okay, this is something that I could drive across country with. Whereas I, I didn't want to do that with the McLaren, you know, not yet. Yeah, um, but the Ferraris it, are really they're comfortable, they're easy now. Yeah. Man. those mid-engine Ferraris are. Just, I mean. God, I realize people that we're talking about like a $380,000 fucking car. It yeah. should be amazing. It should be it amazing. It should be yeah. amazing. Yeah. But it, on top of being amazing, they're easy and usable. And so when we say shit, like when I said I drove the R8 up in Santa Barbara, and I was like, yo, anyone could daily this. Anyone, anyone could daily that. Yeah. And people are like, what are you, crazy? It's like, no, no, really. And if you buy one and don't daily it, you're really selling yourself short. Yeah. If you want a once every two weeks car, buy something old and fucking loud. <laughs> it smells a little bit like oil and has right. A you smell like shifter. gasoline when you get out. Yeah, yeah that's absolutely. a once every two week car. Yeah, you buy a you could buy an R eight or one of these modern Ferraris or a McLaren. You daily that shit. Mm -hmm. You're selling yourself short if you don't. No, you should drive that car. Take it, advantage it, of the warranty. <laughs> Ferraris have great warranties. It, de it deserves to be driven. You know, yeah. it, it's it is shocking how modern it feels. It's not yeah. just in the performance, but you get in, you're like. All the creature comforts are here. I can listen to the radio. The seats are super comfortable. I have sight lines. Well, yeah. not on the F8, but you know, it's it's it's. Yeah, but a, you have a backup camera. I mean, yeah, you got, sure. It's not that yeah, hard. Why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You can, Screw the plexiglass. You know, the the louvered plexiglass. I like a louver. Yeah. Plus, Ferraris don't have the Chrysler center stack uh, screen anymore, <laughs> oh right? God. Yeah. Oh my god. It's not a Maserati we're talking here. Yo, dude. The the <laughs> the, like the 2010 Cali with that Chrysler. Yeah, screen. I know. Oh, right? yeah, that's good. Mm. Should we go to the people? Do we have a lot going on in the people? Let's go to the people. We got these, and we have you know the old ones if we need to. Let's go to the people, and then we'll see if we can find some best ofs from the uh, from the old crowd, old crew. So don't if you're at this point with us live, don't get into the super chat because we got a lot going on. And I don't want to. I don't want people to get in and then not not get their uh, questions answered. Um, I'm going to answer this. We're going to go answer this one time for everybody that has asked it because mm -hmm. it's every single show. First sports car. Weekend in Kenya drives, don't need it as a daily driver. The person has not offered a budget, so let's let's call it under 40K. Let's under give it a 40K? I, I got to make up a reasonable budget, right? 40K seems like, I don't know, first sports car, if you've got a daily driver. I don't know. Should we newer, make a, newer should, used. Should used, we I lower assume. the number? I don't know. I'm, I'm throwing darts at the wall here. I think we should do used. 40 is a, 40 is a good number. You 40 is a, a good lot. number, new or used. First sports car. Oh, I would... I would Hands down, say the 987. You know, Cayman? I, I think it's a phenomenal bargain. Yeah. And it's just one of those cars you get in, and it, it just it's so communicative, and it speaks to you. That orange one you bought, did you buy it new? Yes. Okay. So yeah. how, how many? How far did you have it? How many miles and Well, it's and... still in the family, because oh, my mom bought it. it. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, we just, we just went to the track together. Oh, so. does it work properly? Has it worked properly? Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing about that car. You can just rail on it all weekend and just drive it home. And it is none, it just doesn't care. That's I, what I like about Porsches. You can you know, beat the shit out of them and yeah. they don't ever act like it's a problem. No, it's just like, it's like you walk into the saloon, 
you see her up there, you know, you go and spend an hour with her, and at the end, you were just sweating and, yeah. and breathing hard, and <coughs> at the end, she just lights a cigarette. She's, she's like, like, next. Yes. <laughs> Is that it? I next. did not feel anything. <laughs> yes. Uh, we have five minutes left if you want to that's try again. I don't know. Good. Yeah. That's very funny. So, and then she goes, this is my fourth track session of the day. And you're like, <laughs> shower? How much for shower at the saloon? Yeah. No, I have perfume. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. French. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would, I'll throw onto the fire, you know, the, um, the obvious uh, Mustang Camaro. If one of those two appeals to you, there's a lot of opportunity to modify them. And, yeah. And you, can, and you can beat the snot out of them, too. You're not mm-hmm. going to overheat a Camaro at the track. You know, you're not going to overheat a Mustang at the track. Like, they're, they're going to work pretty yeah. good. Get so. a naturally aspirated V8 and you're good. Yeah, a naturally aspirated engine in general if you yeah. want to do some the track one, work. The one with the, uh, the like, a 1LE or Camaro or something yeah, like that with, cool. like, the, the aftermarket Chevy Performance suspension is great, mm-hmm. yeah. I was going to say, um, well, Derek stole my answer because I was also going to suggest a Boxster. I was going to suggest a 986, but um, MR2 Spider. Ooh, yeah. MR2 Spider. I don't know about track work at VIR. That's a... That's a, oh, that's wow. a fast track, right? It's a yeah. fast track for a slow car. <laughs> but maybe an Elise? Yeah. Maybe a, maybe a used yeah, Lotus? Speaking of Toyotas, yeah, why not? Used Lotus, yeah. Uh, Casey says... Oh, wait. Oh, this guy... All right, so here's a, here's a weird question, and we're going to address it. This person wants to know, should I turn my Cayman into a track car, or should I build it into a GT4 Club Sport style rally car? The answer is yes. Yes, you can do both. You could do both. You could. You why could, not both? You could do yeah, a versatile type build with a height adjustable suspension. Why and two not get sets two Caymans? Fuck it, they're cheap, yeah. right? Yeah. I, I, those are two different. I think those activities are far too different, though. I yeah. agree. Yeah. Well, that's the that's the problem. The problem right. is like I didn't. I wasn't like, should I take my '87 and build a backdate singer looking thing or do a safari? Like, I think that's an either or. No. Yeah. You know? Or it's like you do something like that because you dream of doing it you know what i mean you dream of doing one of those two things Mm -hmm. you do you really need help deciding which one i think so because i think there are people out there again i i'll speak from personal experience before i ever was on the track you know my only experience with motorsports was demolition derbies so that's do that with a cayman yeah hang on back it up okay my only experience with motorsport was demolition derbies yeah so i grew up in a small town in pennsylvania uh 1600 people and um my mom and i were just talking about it this weekend she said if i had known that you were really into this i would have gotten into go-karts when you were five but i didn't have that opportunity so i had this this fascination with cars but i really didn't have pardon the pun a vehicle yeah. you know, to to really do something with it and so we would go to the fairs and i would see the demolition derbies and i'm like god damn that's what i want to do so did you have you demolitioned in a derby probably a couple dozen times what? awesome that's sick. yeah yeah awesome so, so your first time participating in motorsport was demolition derby first time participating oh in sport that's was rad demolition not just derby. spectating love it my so, first time participating in motorsport was lemons in a 63 corvair so it felt like a demolition derby <laughs> basically yeah. the same thing yeah so i think to to answer the question it's like it depends on where your passion lies. If you want to safari something and you love going off road and you love sliding in the mud and, and, and you really want to do that, then safari the fucker. Yeah. You shouldn't do a safari build just to drive it on the I'm road. I'm all about yeah. function yeah, over. Yeah, 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 fun- yeah. Function is over for yeah, You should me. do a safari because you want to do a certain activity and yes. the safari is the way to get there. Yeah. And yeah, if that yeah, activity yeah. is very accessible to you, if you're if you're near trails or dirt roads or something like that, like the good thing about that is if you live in the right place, 
you can do that by just driving to a trail versus if it's a track car, you have to go to a specific place. It's a, it's a whole it's thing. Yeah. It, you know, can be harder on the car depending on how hard you beat on it on the dirt. Yeah. If, you, if you're a pavement person and you live near a track, you know, the Cayman is a great starting point for that. Um, I've never seen a Safari Cayman, so I, I can't. Speak I saw. To that. I've seen the. Have you seen the one that Porsche built? No. Porsche built a Cayman, uh, a fat one factory Cayman rally car prototype. It's awesome. The Cayman Trans Siberia. Bro, it's the shit. That's actually. I wish they used that name. They right? didn't. They should have. It but didn't look at fit. It. it didn't fit on the side. No, but look at it. It fucking rules, dude. With the martini livery, the bottom right there. Oh yeah. Oh wow. Oh, that's a nine eleven. Is that a 911? No. Oh, that's a Cayman. Is it a Cayman? No. What is that? It looks like a 911. That does look like a The white one on the top left is the actual one. That's the that's the Porsche one. Yeah. That looks pretty awesome. But it's not really Safari. It's really more of a tarmac spec route. Yeah. Car. Yeah. Which that's... I'm about. I mean, if you wanted to take a GT4, soften the suspension, put a light pod on it, and throw Team Dynamics wheels, cool. Like any car, car, any car with a light pod is automatically awesome. All so. cars with light pods are good. That's correct. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, fuck with that. I'm not about it. Uh, what else we got? This guy, people, this guy wants to know for fifteen hundred dollars, should I get a Tag Heuer Formula One automatic watch or a fifteen hundred dollar beater car? All right, folks, this is where I step in. All right, um, what kind of car can you get for fifteen hundred bucks? It's probably not great. And also, I'm not really enamored by any of the modern Tag Heuers, even the Formula One, Formula One Max, or whatever. Great. No, that's not what they're known for. You can get so many more interesting watches for fifteen hundred bucks. I com- I'm siding with Blake on this one. Yeah. Fifteen hundred dollars gets you a lot of good, good quality Seiko. Gets you a lot of vintage. Omega, a lot of vintage. Say, you can get an Omega Speedmaster reduced for like fifteen hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a chronograph. It's like a real watch. Yeah, yeah. Could Tag also buy F1. a ninety-four Lumina. You know, Vinny, yeah, beat me out of. Well, Vinny, hey, Vinny was at the house two. this morning. Vinny Russo was at the crib, and he pulled up a, a Beretta. It was a the, a Chevy Beretta. It was a gun, but it was a special edition. And I'm, I'm, it wasn't a Euro. Fuck, what's the... It was GTU? GTEZ? No, Z26? No. It was a, it was some other special edition Beretta. Was it Teal? It was Teal. Yeah. And it, yeah. And it was 2K. And I don't 1990? remember... 1990? Yeah. And it was... Uh, oh, it was 1990. They were all Teal. Yeah. They were all Teal. It was body kitted, though. It had the 3.1. Yeah. Okay. That one. That's it right there. That's the exact thing oh, with that. Oh, yeah. That might be from the actual for sale. There that's it the, is. That's a solo jazz cup design. I, wasn't that a pace... <laughs> solo jazz was, Wasn't that a pace car? I swear to God, it the Beretta was like a like a Indy 500 pace it car. Was, it, it was. Uh, I think it was 1990, and it had the quad, a modified quad four. Yeah. Yes. Beretta. <laughs> oh, so my dad had a 96 Lumina, and when I was growing up, I thought it was the coolest car in the world. Yeah, those Chevys were yeah. awesome. My tennis instructor back in the day. That's how white I am. Oh, Beretta <laughs> Indy. Yeah, it's the Indy. Beretta Indy. That was it. Yeah. That's how Around, I, around this time, they came out with the Corvette Indy concept, I believe. Yes. The mid-engine one. Yeah, the yeah, first yeah. mid-engine one, which looks better a... than the current mid-engine one. <laughs> it looks like a Daytona prototype. Yeah, it's right. No, the Corvette Indy oh, yeah. looked like the old Aerotech. Yes. Yes, the old Aerotech. Yeah. Which that was thing great. was rad. It was super rad. They got like 600 horsepower out of that quad four engine in the Aerotechs or something like that. It was absurd. Yeah, the Aerotech did have the quad four. Yeah. What? I can't um, hear you. Uh, Evan says, oh, yeah, what do we think of the new Top Gear America host lineup? Uh, do you see it on Monotron? Uh, I, I have it. Oh, uh, is it on? Is it no, out? No, they haven't. No, no, they released oh, the yeah. lineup. It's Jethro, yeah. uh, Dax, Shepard, yep. and Rob Corddry. I So uh, I actually answered this question the other day, and I said that uh, I will always be warmly jealous of Jethro. 
Um, and I think I was the only one to, to one of the few to actually voluntarily see Dax Shepard's uh, Hit and Run in theaters. I loved Hit and Run. I loved that movie. I interviewed him I on this podcast because of Hit and Run. Yeah. And he made that movie so that he could do his own car stunts, yep. which rules. So good. And that, that <laughs> Continental. I just loved it yeah, so much. His, yeah, that's his car. And I, I thought, I honestly thought the third guy was Moby. So That's hilarious. Yeah. Honestly, um, I think... He looks think, like Moby in that picture. I think we're just going to be remaking Top Gear America every year with three different white dudes in perpetuity until more than 10 people actually watch the show. I don't know. That I'm, is very, totally, I'm feeling very cynical about this. That's a totally valid description. Yeah. I, I, think, like, I, yeah. Like, I like their, I, I like Dax. Mm-hmm. I like Jethro a lot. Yeah. I like to see people that I like very having so. jobs. Yeah. And, but you know, that show... It, opportunity for diversity squandered. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, I know I know Dax actually races and stuff like that, and I'm sure yeah, the other guys drive. are nice, but there's so much more interesting, uh, well, it's going to sound really mean if I said interesting people, but there's like so much more interesting things going on in the car world. They, um, even the Top Gear format feels a little stayed right now, you know? Three I'd like guys, to see a new car show that isn't Top Gear. And isn't just I three would too. dudes. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I kind of understand the point. What know? about three guys fix a car, but they got to get it done... By Friday. By Friday. That's a great idea. Customers are uh-huh. going to Do I throw something at you now? This is hey, copywritten. Zach, you think it's going to be really straightforward, but no, they all have different personalities and they're going <laughs> to yell at each other. They're going to throw shit at each other. Make a great and meme. Swear. Um, whoa, is that Wiley Uh Nick D- D'Amico says, How does the. Oh, uh, John Hughes says, Thoughts on Guards Red Design Washes? They're, they're fashion watches. They're just Wait, are these like Porsche design watches? They're the Porsche, they're Porsche gauge cluster themed. Yeah, yeah they're fashion like watches. Well, it's interesting because Porsche design came out with like original stuff. Like they were the first company to do like a uh, titanium case yeah. watch, and they've done really interesting stuff in the past. If but, you can't yeah. afford a Porsche design watch, then it's okay. But it's a fashion watch, and it want, if you're in the fashion watch category, that's sort of everything that's right. in that category. Don't get a watch that looks like a car. Get a watch that looks like a watch. I completely agree with you. Yeah. Uh, don't get a don't get a car themed watch. Uh, and also, don't get a, a like a watch themed car yes. like the Lexus IS three hundred. <laughs> don't yeah, don't get don't get a car. What about watch. a Porsche key fob watch? Wait, what? What you is know, that like? The, the, the Porsche. Oh, you, can, you use it as a key. The, so the the key fobs look like the car that you're driving. Right. I don't know. I'm just I'm getting super meta. There now. was some kind of Aston Martin watch you could use as a key. I uh, think it was like really. A, yeah, yeah. I can't remember who made it, but but you could, it did have some kind of remote. Door opening. There's that, there's that Jaguar wristband that you can use to unlock your the car. Activity yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Activity band. That's actually, I like that one. That's good. It's waterproof. Uh, Nick D'Amico says, How does the MR2 compare to its front rear competitors like 350Z, Miata, 240, etc.? And would a K swapped MR2 be a nice entry to a mid engine car? Possibly. It could be. I mean, how much power can that chassis take? I wouldn't bother. I might just do the two ZZ swap. That would be easier. The Lotus, the Lotus one. But like, that's the Celica GTS motor, right? At a certain point, does he mean a? Does he mean the the nineties MR two? I guess probably. Nineties MR two or Did spider? He didn't say spider. He oh, just... so I've driven a couple early nineties MR twos that had that two liter JDM swapped yeah. into it. They were rad. Yeah, there's. I've driven a couple that were really really nicely set up, and I remember at the time comparing them very favorably to Caymans and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's definitely possible to build a cool MR two that goes really quick. I drove an AW eleven MR two that a friend owned with the like O four Celica GTS swap in it, oh, was and it, it awesome? was oh, it was incredible. Yeah. yeah, that was super cool. They're fun. I've driven a bunch of different MR twos, and and a lot of them have been really, really cool. And 
Like the problem is, would a would a swapped MR2 be a nice entry into mid engine? Like the best entry into mid engine is a car you can drive now. Yep, and that works. <laughs> and doesn't have a question mark. Like this yeah. is you're talking about a custom swap, and like, you don't have to pull the engine to do an oil change. Yeah, like yeah. you can do a lot with the like get an MR2 turbo. Like that that already has some power. It's, it's like, great. Yeah, or buy an Elise or something like that's mid engine, or buy a used Cayman like. I wouldn't go into anything, just me, but I wouldn't go into anything going, I'm going to debt this and get a different engine and figure that out. Right. This, if, goes, this goes back to the mod thing we were talking about, right? Yeah. You're going to write the check first? Well, when I, when I searched it, there, the first thing that popped up was how much it costs to swap a K, uh, what it costs to K swap my MR2. Yeah. So you should watch that video MR2. and then find out. By Boosted Boise. Boosted boys. Boosted boys. Big dick boy. Uh, <laughs> Tyler says bourbon tour recommendations in Kentucky. Buffalo Trace, motherfucker. So good. Okay, as I am a Maker's Mark ambassador, which just means you fill out a form and they give you cards that Stop you can, it, really? You can tell people you're an alcoholic. It's great. <laughs> um, but occasionally they do events and stuff. And I, last time I went through Kentucky, I drove from Texas to New England, and I had enough time to stop at either the Corvette Museum or the Maker's Mark uh, Distillery. So I chose the Corvette Museum because this was post-Sinkhole Corvette Museum. Uh, and it was the most incredible exhibit I've ever seen. The Sinkhole exhibit? They spent millions of dollars on this like insane, gigantic wing of the museum that's all interactive. I learned so much about geology, plate tectonics, <laughs> like the ground soil of you know western Kentucky. And then you get to go in there and you see all the cars that have been crushed. They're just on mm. display. It's Corvette. It's awesome. More interesting when you throw them in a hole. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> They spent all that money building the museum originally, and then the big draw is hole. Yes, hole. the hole. You can you can like you know play with the diagrams and watch how the cars fell in real time and stuff. So also the Maker's Mark Distillery is half an hour drive from the Corvette Museum. So yeah. they're all in a row. It's they're like all France. right there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's perfect. What we should do is get a real get like one of those sprinter vans and get someone to drive us from Bourbon to Bourbon and review it from the back seat. Huh? We like, could have a press, live, imagine live a press podcast. launch where just like 10 of us <laughs> review this thing drunk. I like that. What if we just set up our own press launch? I'm, I, I'm a Michter's guy myself. Yeah. Oh, really? So, yeah. I, yeah. Think we ha I have some Michter's in my house. It's very nice. I like, I like Eagle Rare. That's around there, right? Eagle Rare yeah. is, is from Buffalo Trace. Oh, yeah. yeah Buffalo so. Trace was so interesting. I didn't know that much about bourbon, but we went down there to do a Z06 thing. So they have two different mashes and then... Four like two different kinds of barrels, and then like four different aging times, and so it's like two by two. So four. So from that, you can make sixteen different products at one place. It's the coolest. It's, they just, it's like mixing and matching stuff, and uh, it smells like <laughs> fucking syrup, syrup, and breakfast and angels. Mm, it's no waffles. And then you hear people yelling in the background because they had too many tastings. Mm, definitely, <laughs> no, that's not true. Uh, Blake, I need your help with this question. Because you have written a coffee table book, right? And I've got the Million Mile Lexus logbook still. And Wiley, uh, will 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 see Z, will see Z, will says, will says, oh, will says, sorry, yeah, uh, wants to know what what would it cost to get the Million Mile Lexus logbook turned into a coffee table book? I've thought about trying to do this. Like, if I just decide, like, I want to write a coffee table book. What the fuck do I do? Gotta talk to my publisher. Can can you set that up? Yeah, that'd be awesome. I would like to turn because the Lexus logbook is. I just had people who borrowed the car just write 
whatever they were doing. And Dude, that would be awesome. so yeah. interesting and interspersed with some really nice photography. Absolutely. And like little, little, like at, little actual writing about, you know, like yeah, about the car. About, like, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, that sounds that's like a solid, be cool. That's right? a solid book pitch. Yeah. Yeah. I think, like, all right, because I don't, literally, like, I don't know, like, the nuts and bolts of it. I was like, okay, I've got this thing. What do I do? So, yeah, can you hook that up? I've worked on pitching a couple uh, books. I was lucky enough I didn't have to pitch this one, but I have a couple ideas on books. You know, I have one I'm working on with a friend of mine uh, who you probably know in car LA circles. Uh-huh. And, uh, we're working on a book about old Seiko wristwatches and stuff. Fuck yeah, so dude. That's something I really want to get off the ground. And then, you know. Oh, can I do a column in that one? I like my, I you, love gotta, my you should do the intro on that. Yeah. Yo, shout out to uh, Black Friday Amazon sales. The gold Seiko turtle is still on sale on Amazon right now that for $270. Like, I thought that would be that. You yeah, will I never used to have get a better watch for less money, folks. Everyone's yeah. got to have a Seiko diver for their you collection. You've got to have a Seiko diver. It's yeah. clutch on a gold Strapco Jubilee. Ooh! I love it. Especially if it's like, like black and gold kind of look. That's what I've got. Yeah. It's instant. You just grow the porno mustache out and you're good to go. You're ready. You already got Countach too. So Derek and I are going to play cards while you guys yeah. finish yeah. this. Yeah. All right. Uh, will <laughs> says, I will get with Blake's publisher and I will work on that. Thank you for the reminder. We will figure out how to make the Lexus logbook into a coffee table book. Uh, Real Star Properties says, 80s series Land Cruisers and first gen LX 450s. Future classics? Absolutely. I'm going to feel this one. Absolutely. Uh, I want one, and they're already getting a few yeah. expensive. So. Yeah, by now. Yeah. Zach and I were over at uh, Studio DeRogan yesterday, and he's got his Land Cruiser that he spent all the money at John Ward's. It's got a blown LS7 in it. It's got seats out of a more modern Lexus in it. Oh, it's wow. Got, oh, it's delightful. It's that so sounds, fucking great. That sounds oh, yeah. awesome. Ward, Ward is a wizard. on that shit. And it was not done through Icon. It was actually done through the, the other business, Toyota Land Cruisers, which right. I didn't realize that he even still existed after Icon. But yeah. Zach, I can't, I don't know how to punch those in, so you're going to have to read. Pick a couple, like, good ones. I think we got about 15 minutes on this. You guys in a rush to go anywhere? Nope. No? Excellent. I love people that have nothing to do. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, Jesus. Wow. Okay. These are some questions. Really uh, we, when we had Chris Harris in studio, um, we were we went off on many tangents, and so I, uh, we didn't get to finish all the questions. But um, here's a good one. Joe says, what are the best first jobs in internship? We, oh, we, we actually one? answered that one. Oh, we already did that um, one. Some, STI Channel 666 says, I have an 05 P71. I'm getting a set of 17 by 8 RFP1s. That's a Crown, Crown Vic. Oh, Crown Vic. Okay, uh, I thought it was a fighter jet. He's cutting 12 pounds per corner, but will that detri- have a detriment to his ride or comfort? Oh, so if you have a Crown Vic and get substantially lighter wheels, will that affect the comfort of the car? Uh, it's I don't unsprung, think so. so. I don't think so. That can only improve it, I yeah. think, right? Yeah. 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 I say go for it. It's not going to like really lighten the whole car up. Plus, so the entire thing is a couch. It's around. a crown Vic, you guys. A couch. An object, oh. yeah. An object riding comfortably will stay 12, riding comfortably. 12, <laughs> pound, Twelve pounds a corner is enormous difference. Yeah, it is, I like but that. I think the car weighs so much that yeah. like the wheels might move, but they're yeah. not going to move the car. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's so soft. It's, it's, it's going to be like that Lexus frame. we were looking at. They would jump the corners. Hops, yeah, you know the bunny hop shit. Jacob says, "Craziest thing to happen during a one take." Um the Lamborghini log video, which is well known at this point, I talked about it on Joe Rogan yesterday, came around a corner at high speed and a guy was dragging a log on a chain, free dragging it. Like like he like he had a fifty foot chain off his bumper uh-huh. and then there was a log that was like three feet in diameter and maybe three feet, four feet long. It's probably five hundred pounds. And he was driving in a canyon road, just free dragging that. 
Like a water skier behind the truck? Yes. Just like wow. bouncing totally off guardrails? Totally no, yeah, yes, yes. He'd he been trawling for trees for about an hour or two, and he <laughs> yeah. caught this one, and he's like, man, yeah. I'm going to ring Some your home. Bitch. I'm yeah. going to tire this one out with the trawl. <laughs> and, uh, I'll tell I, you what, how, did, how these Duke boys going to get out of this one? Wow, that was an amazing accent. Where did that come from? Oh, Where did you know, Blake I'm, dig that out of? I'm um, just a good old boy from Bayou. <laughs> I almost hit a girl on a horse. Oh, Jesus. I didn't. Oh, I mean, it wasn't really almost. It was like she was crossing the street around a blind corner on a horse, right? I'm going very slowly, and I had to lock up all four wheels of a 300 SL Gullwing. Was this in <laughs> Malibu Canyon? No, it was in um, Rancho Santa Fe. Down. And that was San my Diego. second. That was my, yeah. We talked about this. They right? ride Where horses they have, to school there. They have they have paths in between the houses for the horses. Yeah, Rancho yeah. Santa Fe is like the Bel Air of San Diego. Oh, Jesus, yeah. Uh, Someone's coming out of a Fiesta ST. They want their first rear-wheel drive autocross track day car. And Canyon uh, car that they're, they're choosing between E46, Z4M Coupe, E92 M3, or maybe 997 if they get cheap. Well, 997. I mean, if you're cheap, yeah, all of his options cost him money. I mean, but it's now or later though. Throw your fate if they're cheap. I mean, let's see. The the V8 M3 is very nice. It makes a great sound. Yes. You have to make sure you get the right one because that rod bearing thing is very expensive to deal with. So that needs to be handled. A bit heavy, too, unless you have a suspension. I on would it. I would go for the E46. E46s are nice, but Zach has spent an awful lot of money and headaches making his work properly. I mean, and it's with stock. All his choices, though, are going to have that problem because they're frankly German and they're luxury cars. Like the Z4M Coupe is better because it's lighter and it's right. stiff. Like that's probably the best driver's car. But BMW electronics, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yo, can we go? Can we throw the Cayman back in there? Because seriously, you're getting a the much answer, better Cayman. The answer is Cayman. It seems this yep. dollar tonight. for dollar, a Cayman S is is a better sports car than an E46 or an E92 M3. Probably not better than a 997, but it's going to be cheaper. It's going to be cheaper, especially because the Cayman has always been overlooked. Yeah, by the 911. Yeah, 987s are such wonderful cars to drive. Anyway, They're yeah, great, delightful. All right. What else we got? Peter says... Oh, this this oh. is kind of invalid because he rented this and this was last week. He's oh. like, where should I drive? I'm like, oh, oh, sorry. I hope you figured right. it out. Sorry, Peter. Yeah. Uh, uh, have you heard of this place called the 405? It's delightful. <laughs> it's great. Uh, uh, those are all for Stefan, and Stefan's no longer here. Uh, he says, Crossfire SRT6 versus 0506 GTO in a manual for a sporty first car. Oh, a friend of mine in high school bought a 0506 GTO for his first car in manual. He immediately put like a like a shifter kit on it, and it felt like a bolt-action rifle, and it yes. was awesome. Some. Yes, I would do yeah. GTO. Um, her yeah, uh, her shifter or a uh, Pro 5.0 shifter would work excellent in that. I would go GTO. I've always had I a would nice go time GTO. driving GTOs. Yeah, GTOs. Um, Ashley raised her hand for GTOs. Mr. CJ, yeah. trend of 2020 coming up: reupholstering seats and headliner in denim or spinners coming back. <laughs> oh, Is well, it really an either or? I think, Only if you have an AMC, a joke either. Yeah, or. the yeah. Levi's edition. That's right. That McLaren GT's got that cashmere, cashmere bro. Yep, yep. I really like that. First use of cashmere. Is Honestly, it good? Is it? Does it deliver? So that's the thing. They didn't have any of those on hand. And then I asked McLaren Press. I said, "Hey, can you send me pictures of the car with cashmere?" And they were like, "We haven't taken any pictures yet." I'm like, "Well, does stop. it really exist? Yeah, does it really exist? Is this the Cybertruck really of interiors? Like, I would. <laughs> it exists. I promise. No, Just give me a hundred dollars. It's beautiful. <laughs> give me a hundred dollars now. Nice. Yeah. It existed four years. I swear." <laughs> 
you guys really know. Totally refundable. And the windows are bulletproof. Yes. I'm, uh, I'm, planning, I'm planning to get the sob seats reupholstered because it looks like a badger's gone insane in there. And um, I'm definitely thinking of like a houndstooth cloth insert with leather around the outside. Dude, you should so do you denim. Can you denim. 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 denim is 2020. Sob ownership experience, oh God, Sob ownership experience. Yeah. That's a whole other podcast. It's actually a... I'm not going to say it. Is it actually another podcast? Is it a podcast about sobs? No, I was, was going to say it's an actual... Sobcast. Yeah, Sobcast. The real um, sob story, right, folks? I uh, I kind of miss seeing sobs on the road. Yeah. You don't, they don't exist here anymore. No, they if don't. If you see a 9,000 arrow here on the road, you like fucking handbrake turn and go so back and good. follow that guy. It's so good, yeah. Those wheels, that shape. They were great. And really you and I are great. lucky enough to know Mark Skinner of Zurich, and he's got a whole, like the oh, finest sobs in the, the city. Sobs. He's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and ev- like, but when I was growing up, they were ubiquitous. Everywhere. Just gone. Yep. Just gone. I learned to drive stick on a, a 93 900 turbo convertible. Yeah. Nice. Is it any surprise that the sobs that are remaining are pre-GM? No, not at all. <laughs> not, not in the least. Although my friend had a Vigan in high school, and I thought it was the fucking shit. Like a '93 Vigan. Yeah, I still want yeah. uh, You don't. I drove one. I drove one as, a, as an adult. Do you want to turn right? Just for just it. Oh, extremely sure disappointing. Yeah, it's not fast. You know, they, yeah. they said that about yeah. my car too. But you know, torque steer makes everything more fun and interesting. You can just kind of like ring the wheel and you feel like a hero. Have you ever like, driven a Nissan Altima V6? I had a fucking yeah. friend back in the day who drove a Honda, and he saw videos on the internet. I guess. Of other people fighting torque steer and he thought that was just what you do oh, and, man. and so he had like a hundred horsepower open diff honda civic <laughs> and when he would fucking launch it one, he would go when it saw the wheel and i go Bless that, that you, you're not supposed to do that intentionally that's people and he, he was like no no it's the it's the car yeah because you're right. reactive that, not proactive right that was yeah. like me and a monster speed three i was like yeah i'm a man i'm a real sorry man alex i'm throwing you under the bus son <laughs> Anything else uh, t- tickling your uh, fancy there, Zach? Uh, for you East Coasters, uh, this guy needs a daily driver in Hudson Valley, New York. Rear hey, or hey. front wheel drive with snow tires, twenty grand. Wants to be a fun daily with five seats and a trunk. That sounds like literally every car. Yeah, that sounds like every. <laughs> Honestly, car. you put snow tires on any car, it's gonna right. be it's gonna be great. It's gotta have wheels. Yeah, yeah. rear, front, all wheel drive, any drivetrain, yeah. really. any drivetrain, trunk, yeah. five seats. I really wow. like when people are in- encouraging us to talk about things by asking questions, but like. Throw us a fucking bone. That's a little open ended. Yeah. To say uh, I have five thousand dollars. What should I buy? You should buy a car that works. Sir. You should buy a Saab five K turbo. It gets you something Japanese from the mid two thousands in medium to good condition. Yeah. That's yeah. where you want it. Yeah. That's your real sweet spot. Rav four. A RAV4, yeah. 5K gets you a nice RAV4. Yeah, what, yeah. what else is in your life? Do you have a dog? Do you like antiquing? Do you yeah. like. Uh, Everyone needs a RAV4. You, oh, yeah. Are you trying to impress. How about a military people? surplus Hummer pickup with no doors? How about a Pinsgauer? Fuck it. <laughs> Who yes. cares? Yeah. Yeah. There's a Pinsgauer for sale in my neighborhood. Life is short. The world is ending. Buy anything. <laughs> Here's an even more vague question. I'm just make, We're just making fun of him. He traded in his uh, 2015 650 X-Drive for a Veloster N. Good. And he also dailies an i3. And then he just says, opinion? Actually... <laughs> I like this guy. He a seems Veloster like N plus an I3? That's not I so mean, bad. That's a yeah, great stable. Really just, yeah. It was kind of a funny. It's like, I did these things. It sounds like you're growing Fox. up. Hey, can you validate my opinion? Okay, I 100%. will say yes. You, you are know good and you are doing great in life. Zach, my Instagram inbox, how often I just get an image of a car and then a thoughts. Yeah. Like, I just want your thoughts on this. Like, why? 
Just say yes. Because <laughs> you have achieved yes. that status. You know, you, know, I, you know, I'm so used to responding that it's moved up to my the head of my emojis is the this guy. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Know, you know, the this, shrug emoji? The, the shrug emoji? Like, fuck if I know emoji. <laughs> <laughs> it's like fans who just want to touch the, the celebrity, you know? It's yeah. like, you're officially an influencer. They, you just want to, you know, people want to reach out and yeah. they don't always have something to say. And all I can say to those people is, Please, just wait until you do have something to say. Mm -hmm. There's no time limit. Eventually, you'll think of something. <laughs> just wait until then. Just wait. Because <laughs> I wait till you have your you. own thoughts, if right? You don't and then say share them with me. To me, I won't say anything back. Right. That's really how that works. <laughs> it's that's literally you're how you get this guy. <laughs> that's literally how a human conversation works, from what I know of. I spent like thirty minutes yesterday with Joe Rogan talking about just how humans aren't equipped to handle the internet and are not equipped to handle mass communication like this and not just humans but like governments and bureaucracies and all this like just cannot move and handle the speed of of the travel of information that we have now and like the fact that every individual has to be on Instagram or something like that and they are built up as their own brand exactly right. it's fucking weird just can't is that circled, Zach? I can't read that. Uh, should this guy get a Nissan Frontier for 11 or a Tacoma for 17? So well, it's kind of like years? a value. Uh, uh, I mean, both are 2006. Short bed crew cab. That's have really expensive miles. for a Tacoma, but I can get How I many get miles? It. I get it. He's at 100K. Here's the thing you pay more for the Tacoma, but you're going to get more out of it on the back end. I agree. Yeah. And I think you'd. You could probably sell it for near to what you actually buy it. <laughs> Tacomas right. are depreciation proof, actually. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, and look at the FJs. Paying, too. Well, look at the two cars he presented. They have the same mileage, same year, and it's a yeah. six thousand dollar difference. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, right, so if you front, can stretch it, do it. They've been building the exact same Frontier since nineteen fifty-two. So you know, same with the Tacoma. Same with the Tacoma. But yeah, Toyota right. did it better first. Right. Yes, absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. And they've been kind of improving it incrementally. And that, that Tacoma bit. is bulletproof. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's it's really amazing how others like GM and and Ford and 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 other companies and Honda have tried to like improve the medium sized pickup truck by finding creative solutions. And Toyota's like, we're, we're just going to make course. it medium sized and indestructible. Dude, how about I, that? I saw the <laughs> Ranger. The frames, right? I saw the Ranger the other that? day, and I yeah, thought this yeah, thing yeah. is huge. The Ranger is huge. Ranger is massive, and it's 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 why it's not selling the same as the old Ranger. The Ranger also feels old as fuck. It also, does. because you can I get an F one hundred and fifty for like Ranger the same price. Was shockingly old feeling. Yeah, it felt like a twenty ten old and expensive. Yeah, yeah. I, wonder, I like this I question. Wonder, I wonder. Oh, sorry. What's the best movie oh, car okay. to use to win the twenty four hours of Le Mans? The movie Steve car? McQueen's Porsche 917. I want to use the Fast and Furious wedge car, and I'll drive the opposite direction and shoot you into the air, and then yes! I can just drive slowly. I want something with a lot of horsepower, something with shove, so I'm going to go with something from Ronin. Mm. Like gonna, a, uh, you want to be comfortable, then. Yeah. E28, maybe. I want to use Knight Rider. The uh, M5. <laughs> Yo, no, I want, I'm gonna, I'm I want the Back to the Future 2 DeLorean yes. and just fly around the track. <laughs> also, you can just turn back time so you can just automatically oh, win shit. it you're gonna need, after 24 you're gonna hours. You're need uranium for that, or plutonium. Yeah. Plutonium? Yeah. That's oh, okay. France has a nuclear program. That's okay. This is true. This yeah. is true. I know some Libyans. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say that. They, actually, they drive a microbus. That PRV is not going to help you out. North Have you guys Africa, seen the irony of the Libyans' microbus is actually worth like $150,000 now because it's 21 window? <sighs> it, it was? Also, I just made that up. 
No, it was no, it was not. it was a late seventies. No, it was one. a shitty one. It yeah, was was, yeah, yeah, yeah. But having twenty one middle. I just want to see if I could put it by you guys, but you're nerds, and so I couldn't. Yeah, haven't, haven't they sold for like two hundred thousand dollars at auction? Yeah, twenty three windows and shit. I yeah. don't, I don't get it. Yeah. Yo, we just learned, we just learned that Gabriel Iglesias. Look up Gabriel Iglesias' car collection. The comedian, Fluffy. Oh, I thought guy? this was Enrique Iglesias. No, Gabriel Iglesias, the comedian, who also has the nickname Fluffy, the yes. fat Mexican dude. Oh, right. He's great. Has an absurd, absurd Volkswagen microbus collection. Like, dozens of them. He owns $3 million dozens worth of Dozens and dozens and dozens of Gabriel microbuses. Gabriel Iglesias, the comedian known as Fluffy. Yes, has dozens of microbuses. I didn't know this at all. That's but insane. That's, look, look at his fucking... Just show four seconds of that. Is that a, is that a Trans Am Camaro conversion? Yeah, you yes. know what that is? That's one of those Ligenfelter Trans Am dealios when they did it. They oh, my did God. It How are all of this so nice? This reminds me of the uh, the garage up in Thousand Oaks. Yeah. All of the... Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Wow. He's, wow. Wait, that's is this most, his garage in Thousand I, Oaks? That's this, the most, is lo- this one says is Long Beach, I believe. Okay. I mean, how old is this guy? This is the most boomer shit I've ever seen. <laughs> no, man. He's like... Holy I remember shit. watching his no, special he's like, in the 90s. 30s or 40s, right. maybe. I'm going to get into is comedy. Is this a YouTube oh video God. we're playing well, right now? You should probably not. Well, also, uh, he's re- I really like him. I think it's an yeah, embedded player. I know we're talking over it, but we probably shouldn't. Yeah. Um. But fucking hell, that guy's got a lot of Volkswagens. Yeah, seriously. I didn't realize that he was that like diehardy Volkswagen, but mm-hmm. like, okay, he really is. Let me just say, I like Sobs. If I'm ever as rich as Gabriel Iglesias, I'm not gonna spend three million dollars on Sobs because I can literally buy every Sob on a planet. Yes, you will, dollars. Blake. Yeah, I you mean, will. I do right, maybe think it's on at one. Isn't it a little strange when someone buys that many of one thing? Yeah. Yes. Like I know that like Seinfeld really likes Porsches, but there's right. a lot of Porsches. He buys a lot of Porsches. Does but this is like sneakerheads. I think it's like a sneakerhead kind of thing. Like, yeah. You want forty pairs of Nikes, and they all have slightly different laces and things, yeah. and you can just drive. Well, it's around also like and... a watch collecting thing where it's like, Absolutely. oh, this one is like a double underline side sub or I something know. like that. Yeah. I, that's yeah. why I gave myself the one watch box, right. and if I want, and if I want anything else, something's got to go. I lost control like the last couple years I, I need to sell 11 watches next year if you guys want to buy any old seikos hit me up i got, got the seikos big? Uh, 6105 diver that got rebuilt Ooh. recently and then um send king photos. seiko yeah send nudes yes <laughs> bro i need, oh, a, I need I'll to not see you on instagram watches. thoughts i need uh, this watch i'm, I'm just gonna, gonna turn Matt. two thoughts? into one I'm, yeah. tr- I'm getting rid of two in order to keep this one that's that's i'm trying to condense upward yeah. With the watches. Because you were smart about watches. They go up in value. I did that with cars, too. I, I went from seven cars to, like, three much better cars, which was a really good idea. I went from a decent car to a <laughs> sob, so. Did you get a sob? <laughs> Do you have a sob? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nick says, favorite pre-year 2000 hot hatch. Sob 900. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going to turn your mic off. Yo, I'm actually with Blake. Sob 900 Turbo. I'm with Blake, for sure. Nah, rabbit. Turbo, for sure. Where's the line? Colt oh, GT. Oh, Peugeot 205 GTI. A Colt GT? Colt GT Turbo. Bro, they yeah. gave them shits away on double 1990. Dare. <laughs> yep. Daihatsu Shirad Turbo. I, I, Yo, look. was this handling by Lotus? Was the Dodge? No, oh, no that's, that's the, the Isuzu. Isuzu Impulse. Oh, the Impulse was yeah, handling Impulse, by Lotus, yeah. You know, this car proportions wrong. This Colt, you don't think this Colt's aged well? I think the Colt aged well. I think the proportions are odd. The coal has aged well, dude. Wait, hold on. Geostorm GSI, that was also handling Zach, have you been tracking all of my, like the Fossil Vega? Like, you're getting a sense of my... No, I am. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. I'm not... (laughs) I have no problem with you. I just know that it's good. We'll we'll, we'll never fight over a car purchase. That's what I'm learning. Never, never, never. Yeah. First. What? Okay. You two two are like ships passing each other in the night. Yeah. (laughs) You're just like, okay, I'm going to stick with my Isuzu. That guy's on a track day. 
Oh, it's a four G. It's a four G six three. Is if, it really? If you had said, oh, if you had said sedan, I would have gone with the Dodge Spirit RT Turbo. Oh, dude, yeah. what a sad man. What I know. <laughs> Thank you. One of my dad's that first cars. That's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. One of my dad's first cars was an '84 Colt hatchback. Oh my god! Do you remember Baby the Colt Blue. Vista wagon? Yes, that was the Rory double. Rory Carroll is obsessed with the Colt Vista really? wagon. Yep. If you won, if you won the Double Dare Family Challenge, you got you yeah. got a Colt Vista wagon. Yeah. I wanted the pre facelift. Uh, Jeremy says, "How are E twenty ones compared to E thirties as a daily driver? Is an E twenty one just an older E thirty? It's the the it's more shark nosy, right? Yeah, but aren't they the kind of the same underneath? That I don't know. You would have to ask Camisa. But the I would say E thirty. Really, a Camisa question? Yeah, I would say E thirty. Day in, day out. The only thing I know about the E21, and this is going to take this podcast to a very dark place, is that uh, one of the Columbine killers had an E21, and that car is in really? a, that car is in a uh, garage somewhere in like uh, off the Sunset Strip. Was it I would just say was it Dylan Klebold or yeah, Eric it was, Harris? It was, I can't believe I, I think it was. Names. I know, right? It was Dylan. Wait, yeah. the question was daily driver, Dylan right? Car. <laughs> <laughs> For a daily driver, I would say E30 hands down because it's yeah. just a much more modern uh, architecture, interior, uh, driving experience. I mean, it's got it, what the steering's like three point nine turns lock to lock. E30s so are awesome. It's it's awesome. I just drove uh, Tony Caroga's uh, E30 ca- Cabriolet. It's got twenty nine thousand oh, really? miles on it. How Jesus. jiggly wiggly was it over bumps? Was we it didn't, okay? We didn't drive that far, but it's it's so tight. It, it was feels tight? like yeah, it's like a brand new car. Because cabs are like way cheaper because yeah. the hardcore guys don't want them. Yep. But for cruising LA, I'm kind of like, this might not be so bad. It's It was awesome. Really? It's also yeah. a very LA car. Let's face it. The most LA yeah. car. Yeah. Right? But it's, it's good because it's, it's a 90210 car. It's right? small. It fits four people. Oh, he's got the good wheels and on it too. Yeah. Is that to- who's that's that? Tony's car. That's Tony's yeah. car? Oh, yeah. it looks good. That right? looks like it's going to be in a music the video right now. Yeah. With the windows down. He yeah, hates the bottle caps. The first thing he did was get the the lace wheels. Oh, he had the bottle cap wheels before? Yeah, he hates the bottle caps yeah yeah it's that's a good car did he get that for reasonable that i don't know i just know that uh the the guy who owned it never let well i'll let tony talk about it uh, he's yeah, coming he's when's tony gone tomorrow tomorrow yeah tomorrow, yeah. tomorrow. I'll let tony talk about it hey tony what's up <laughs> he, i hope he <laughs> drives it tony if you're listening drive that shit yeah yeah um, let me drive it maybe the guy will call me i left a note on his window Yes, yeah. yeah. I, I already left the note on an E30 window today. That would be cool. Yeah. My neighbor growing up in Massachusetts, his dad owned a BMW dealership, and Steve Demartini, that was his name, he in high school drove one of those- uh, Steve ex- Demartini. Hey, yeah, um, like a four-wheel drive a uh, BMW. Name. I thought it was one of the yeah. coolest cars ever, but he yeah. was also a dick, so. <laughs> well, sorry, he was sorry, a Martini. So. No, I think, I think the, <laughs> idea, the idea of an all-wheel drive uh, E30 is interesting for LA. Yeah, Could that would cool. be interesting. Yeah, I like it. What do you want to plug before we get out of here, D-Rock? Uh, just, uh, I don't have, I don't have any SoundCloud, unfortunately, (laughs) but, uh, if you would like to follow me, you can follow me on Instagram at, at Derek Lane Powell, uh, on Twitter at Derek Powell. I'm a little snarkier on Twitter and, uh, you can, uh, read my RS6 review on, uh, Jalopnik and, uh, the Ferrari F8 and McLaren, uh, articles in the latest issue of Motor Trend. That's awesome. That's yeah. a good. That's a good month for you. It's you got some a lot of horsepower this month. Really damn good. Yeah, month. that's a good strong month. I've, no shit boxes allowed. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's excellent. 
Cool, man. Thanks for coming in, Derek. Yeah, was it excellent. was a pleasure. It was uh, an absolute pleasure. And we will do it again. You are local. Yes. So, next time yes. I will bring a coffee table book. Please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you write a book, you want to hawk. This is Absolutely, definitely, definitely yeah. your spot. Blake, where can we buy the book? You can buy it at Amazon, but you can also buy it at uh, better places. Like uh, I guess Barnes & Noble counts as a better it, place man, now. What's the best way to support you? Is it to buy it just anywhere, or is it better if they buy it at a retailer versus on Amazon? You Does can, it matter? You can, you can buy it anywhere. Gestalten, G-E-S-T... Oh, fuck. G-E-S-T-A-L-T-E-N. right, yes. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. You can buy it from their official website, and then also... It's actually at a couple of very cool art bookstores wherever you can buy like very is it, interesting stuff. Is it stores. a Deus? It, it it's should probably be. a Deus. It, it probably should be a Deus. It, it is an A tier LA, the very hip uh, store on La Brea that does really cool motorcycle gear. Uh, I had my launch party there last night. It was extremely fun. Bought a very expensive jacket. And they actually stock a lot of the A tier books. There's. Uh, the publisher, uh, not A-tier books, Gestalten books, they actually just did a book about uh, Mediterranean design and life and everything. It's like A-E-T-H-E-R? Aether? Yes. Aether in Los Angeles. Aether. Yes. <laughs> Aether! Not Weather Los Angeles. Zach uh, can't type Weather Los Angeles is shitty these days for um, some reason. But, it, yeah. It has to rain a couple times a year. Yeah. It yeah. washes the dog's pee smell off of Venice. <laughs> yeah. That's what I love. All, it washes all that, that, that fake grass in the media. Yeah. The, yeah. En- the end of the summer... It's the dog piss smell. It's a lot. In uh, like October, November, it starts to get really bad. And so mm-hmm. pff, a nice big rainstorm is good. Uh, I Look, I'm going to buy a copy of your book, Blake. I appreciate, I'm i glad you wrote a book. Can you yeah. set me up with your publisher? We can talk about the Lexus. Lexus talk about Absol- absolutely. Okay, I'm cool. going to talk to the publisher. And obviously, I, I thought you would have gotten a free copy already. I'm surprised. Uh, no, I'll take but, it. Um, <laughs> I, no, I don't want a free copy. I want to buy your book. Okay. I want to support you. I don't. I, I appreciate don't, it. I don't need free things. I'll, I'll buy your book. Next time I'm in town, I will definitely sign it. I got to think of something. Clever to say. You know what I don't want? Your fucking autograph. Ugh, I know. It's a really, <laughs> I have it's a really fucking ugly autograph. I honestly. have the best inscription on mine. No fucking good handwriting. Yeah, I don't what even remember what say? I said to so, you. So I'm a big fan of The Good Place. Oh, yeah. And uh, so Blake signed mine to Maximum Derek. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. All right. That's the last time we're going to do this a, podcast. Yeah, that's ever. A, sorry. That's, that you uh, just, until you get Dax Shepard. myself out. Uninvited yourself. Well, you, should, you should get Dax Shepard, whose uh, wife is, you know. Dax, go listen to Dax's episode of this show. He was fucking great. And, the, and uh, place, I talked. Yeah. To, I spoke with Jethro today. Uh, I haven't talked to Dax yet, but I spoke to Jethro, and I said, when you guys are done shooting and it's time to promote Top Gear, please come and, uh, and make jokes with us on the podcast. And he said, absolutely, we'll do. So that's good. And uh, if you need somewhere to park your shit in L.A., you got a special car, need special treatment, Westside Collector Car Storage is here for you, just two miles north of LAX Airport and uh, by all the beach cities. It's my shit, folks. It's my place. Everything that sucks about owning a car, I address for you. So Dis- you have to deal with discounts that. for sob owners. <laughs> do you have a if sob? You, if we will take pity on you if you bring us a sob. If you have to only sob remaining in Los Angeles. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I, locked, I locked up two yesterday. I made, I made two reservations yesterday. One is a Ford GT and one is a Carrera GT. So well we're done. filling the spot with some heavies now. It's not just randoms. How about anymore. a Colt GT? Fucking dude, you bring me a Colt, I am ready. If you've I'm, got a 1958 Saab 850 GT. Bro. I, I don't All even, the GTs. It's too valuable. I don't even want it. Do you have a sob, my, Blake? my insurance rates will go up. I can't even handle that, bro. That's all for us tonight. We're back tomorrow at 5 p.m. with Tony Caroga for the live audience uh, from Car and Driver. We're going to be talking about Lightning Lap. We're going to talk about his E30 convertible. Derek Powell, thank you for joining us. It was a pleasure. Blake Z. Wrong, thank you for joining us. It's good to see you, brother. Definitely. And for co- thank you for coming to visit my cats. Yes. I'm sure they appreciate it. And that's all for us tonight. The Smoking Tire Podcast is powered by Shout Engine. Get your own damn podcast at shoutengine.com. It's easy. 
All he needs is a connection to the internet, a microphone, and ideally something to say. Good night, everybody.